MMA and beyond. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the five-star ratings. I want to start out, of course, a uh, shout-out to my brothers and sisters who serve. Stay safe, stay focused, do your thing. Always cheering for all of you. Prayers always with all of you. What's going on, Ray Longo? Man, what are we gonna? What are we talking about tonight? No fights. And no I, fights. What are, what are we, I feel lost. We got Steve Lee I feel like here. I'm empty. I'm empty tonight. Why empty? What fights? Where's the? What fights are we talking about? I mean, about? there's a lot of things to still talk about. They just had a 30 minute conversation before this podcast started. That was <laughs> I thought it was, it was fascinating about like history of the sport. Right. And now, now we lost all what, of that. What's, no, so what's always fascinating? Well, we were recording that. It'll and, just and, be and on a Steve, different podcast. And, and Stephen, there's always a reason why it's 30 minutes before the podcast, right. not during the podcast. So, so yeah. we're <laughs> testing your loyalty and. Uh... Steve Lee, what I always find fascinating, I agree with you. Sometimes listening to Ray and his stories that he doesn't find interesting that I find mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. And, and I've, almost from the time I met Ray, I've said, why isn't this in a book? That's exactly what I was saying. Oh, my God. Because the stories that he has that he'll just say on a, on a Monday afternoon. Just casually yeah, name drop yeah. like four yeah. giant names. That's your names job, biographer. I think yeah. down the line. So you're going to be biographer. Okay. Sometimes it just shit pops into my head that I forgot about that. You forget about it yeah. all the time, right? And it'll just, you randomly remember it. And then you got 40 years of doing that. It's tough. That's got to happen in Manimal as well, I imagine. All the time. Right. Yeah. Sometimes so, I'll remember something. I'm like, man, I totally forgot about that. For years, I forgot about it. But because you oscillate between reality right. and, See, that's the key. and, and uh, I guess, enhanced reality, right. do you ever wonder if a memory you're having didn't actually happen? I have a good story for this. Oh, good guy. Yeah, I would love okay. that. Because you know that this I'm is asking a sincere one. question. Wait, this is a simple one. Because sometimes you may remember a fantasy. Hold on. This is a simple one. Simple. I'm at Thanksgiving dinner, and I, I tell my mom, I was like, uh, I was no, like, wait, wait, just give us your, your state, your physical state at the time. <laughs> Sober. Marijuana, no, mushrooms, quaaludes. So you're at your mother's sober. Sober. And I'm like, Mom, I was like, uh, when did we used to have that fig tree in the backyard? She's like, we never had a fig tree. But, John, we never had a fig tree in the backyard. My brothers are there. They're like, John, we never had a fig tree. But I swear to God that I remember having this fig tree and having to cover the thing with plastic so it didn't get messed up. And they're telling me no. Wait, so wait. I don't know. So Was wait, I hallucinating? Did, did you guys have a fig tree or wait, no? They told me no. Wait they said I, it didn't happen. I didn't have a fig well, tree. Well, what's the point of this story? He asked me if I ever had a memory that never really happened. Right. So so oh, because so. you're saying, you know, you, no, rem no, you remember it. things no, you forget. I, yeah. 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 So I asked him because he's he's in and out no, of he, different no, states. No, he definitely tripped out one day and was rapping that, yeah. that fig that tree. There's no question. There's no question in mind. But what good is if you can't? You know, come off of that trip and <laughs> realize that it didn't really happen, but maybe well, that you want to have a fig right. tree. Like, well, uh, I guess like how did that enhance him, Steve? How does that? Because right now, all it did was make a buffoon out of him on, <laughs> yeah, at the Thanksgiving did. dinner. That's like, everybody did, yeah. thought, like, My I'm assuming. Was up. She was like, do you think that was in a different Like, I'm, I'm assuming they already, they already think you're crazy to begin of with. So right, now, of course. you think there's a fig tree. Now I think there's and a fig tree. And that's the only time that happened. Yeah, well, I'm saying that's a time that I could think of recently. <laughs> where he's like, does it not match up? So now, is it wonder. possible you did that? Like, you, you think you slept with somebody, but that never happened? I don't but know it, who you want to ask. Oh I don't want to ask you. I'm asking you. What oh, do you mean? Who do I want to ask? Ask the girl I think I slept with. If uh... I mean, did that ever happen though? And the girl goes, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, but the I opposite was never way. with you. No, but the opposite way. 
I slept with a girl, don't remember it. Fuck. But you don't know if you remembered it or not. Nah, that's the problem. There's no video back in the day. No, I'm I just saying we don't know. Like you a, thought there was a fig tree. You never see, so you Steve. How do we deal with him now? Do we have to? Uh, are we going back to that FRM whatever machine FMRI, that is? FMRI, yes. Yeah, so do we have to hook him up? What do you want to do with the FMRI? Hook me up. We just want to see what's happening. Yeah. And which part of that load? But how do you know that the machine is calibrated to the setting to be able to pick anything up? Well, because it, it'll only for you. It'll be like your eyes if anyone tests your eyes. Also, for future reference. When you're talking, try not to bang the table. Oh, shit. It, it, it throws off the, the mics every time. <laughs> and but, Steve, could you move forward? Because I don't want to make eye contact with <laughs> Oh, him. my God. No, but he's, what he's, he's actually bypassing. I've noticed he's actually he's, been creeping. So Diana is closer to the mic, so he mm. doesn't get this view. What can happen is whatever part of your brain. So if I were to say, hey, what would you have for breakfast? And then you think about what you had for breakfast and give you a bunch of control questions like that that I know you won't lie about or won't have to. Uh, make up just uh, what what kind of car do you drive that kind of stuff your the part of your brain that lights up is obviously the part of your brain that lights up when you think of something factual remember something factual then i would ask you a few questions of things that you have to make up hey what is what is a if you crossed an elephant and a zebra what would that look like hey what would be your dream first car what would be your dream date and make you go in places in your brain that where you do make things up this is a real thing? And then actually ask yeah. you questions. Oh, this would be fascinating to And do. then see what part of your brain lights up, and then we'll know whether you're lying or not, or, or making it up or not. Oh, that would be fascinating to do. And really you could do that, do. a quick test for you at home, and please definitely don't try this yeah, on definitely. your spouses, but, <laughs> but uh, your eyes indicate that as well. So if you're looking at somebody and you ask them those kind of control questions, their eyes may go up into the right up into the right, up into the right. If they're remembering their breakfast, what their first teacher was, that kind of stuff. When they're looking at something and not being deceptive, if you then ask them, and you know, so why did blah blah blah? And you ask them a question, their eyes shoot up into the left. You're about to get lied to because they're wow. going somewhere else. That's cool to tell. <laughs> you ever see uh, True Romance? His son Clarence, fuckhead that he was. <laughs> remember when, remember when uh, Christopher Walken goes through that thing? There's 13. My father was the pantomime champ, the heavyweight champ of the world of lying. <laughs> there was lying. 13 tells, you know, but that's that's what happens. Yeah, you have those tells. What happened? Yeah, like normally his is like when he's. When he's uncomfortable, he starts to take the mic cover off and starts. He starts playing with that. He'll start. He'll start looking at the papers. He'll start reading the pages. He does. He starts reading the page like like one would read, pretend to be reading their text. And then he starts shaking. He stacks everything very neatly. That's when he's. That's when I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah, he's over it. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, when I start doing that, I'm over it. When I'm at some sort of gathering and my antisocial kicks in, I start pretending I'm looking at my phone. It's I'm not looking at anything. Maybe you're looking at porn. <laughs> I just, well, that's definitely what I would do in that situation. Yeah, no, that's normal. Just, yeah, just break out the porn on Manuel's your phone. Manuel's a fascinating, he really is a Ma fascinating person. Well, thank you. I knew Manuel. <laughs> to me, became so fascinating after his fight, which was a great fight. Great fight. And I was so proud because I said, I could hear, I could hear Madison Square Garden chanting Manimal. <laughs> and I told him, hey, that must have been amazing. And when he sincerely said to me, I had to watch it back because I wasn't sure if that was real or if that was just in my head. I didn't unusual. even think it was real. Yeah. I thought it was only in my head. Seriously. Yeah. But and you once know he funny, said that, now straight that you faced, say it, hold on, you're talking like, about. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. You're talking about remembering things that you don't remember. Yeah. Sure. I remember, but I didn't remember it immediately afterwards when the crowd was 
cheering, my opponent was like, what the fuck? How many seats did you sell? Like, he's talking to me in the fight, and I don't remember because I was so fucking focused. And now I'm like, oh, shit. And then, but I did remember him saying, oh, shit, when I threw the... the you the do broom. remember that. The broom. That I remember. So that definitely happened. Yeah. But, uh, but no, but then I didn't... And then I was like, oh... That's funny. He was talking like. So he actually did ask you during the fight. He's like, what "How the many fuck? tickets did you sell?" Because <laughs> you hear everyone chanting, right? Sounded skeptical. Oh wait, I heard. I now and, and remember his, him saying and, a different another and, thing. And he gave. He said seventy-seven. Like it wasn't even like a hundred. He didn't <laughs> no, even, no, he didn't even round it, it off. Bro, I was so focused. I don't remember that happening until like you know, like you're like, oh, you don't remember it, like something that happened. Yeah. And then, but I do remember. I, I'm in his corner in uh, half guard. And his corner's like telling him what to do, like get the underhook, do this, do that. And he just looks at him, he's like, he's too fucking strong. <laughs> and I, was like, I, I, I couldn't even, I was going to crack up, but I was so focused, I couldn't even. I don't you know, know normally, how did we get back on Manimal's fight? He's I really. Brought it up. Yeah. Steve brought it up. Oh, that, I, See, and, and then you're talking about memory. Yeah. And you're talking about no, no, memory. He, so I'm he, talking he, about, and the fight being the most psychedelic experience to me, fighting's the most, out of all the drugs I've done, Fighting the most psychedelic experience to me personally. I don't know about anyone else, but for me, fighting is super psychedelic. But you do drugs a lot more frequently than you fight. <laughs> well, I think he does a lot of things a lot more frequently than he fights. I mean, yeah, like, uh, I, would hope I mean, so. I mean yeah. seriously. What, yeah. what, what? I mean, seriously. <laughs> you know, but I do a lot of martial arts. I mean, oh, yeah. so let's put it in perspective. Oh, yeah. Not, that's doubt. one piece of what Wait, I Exactly. That's one piece of the martial no, arts. No, no, no. Without puzzle, a doubt. You know. Uh, so yeah, so remembering things. So so when I think about memory, that helps me think about like where is memory flawed, different things you hear, or, and then the sensory perception. But so now, when, when you're remembering those things, are you tripping at that point? Are you going like raising your consciousness consciousness what through drugs? No, no. When you rethought of that, your conversation in the right. fight, like were you were you doing mushrooms? Nothing. No, it just no, pops no, up. No, it just pops up like now. Oh, so it's just like now, just bullshit. Like you'll just be talking about. No, it. I'm not. I'm not busting your balls. But out of like a 24 hour day, yeah. How many of those hours are you not high? It depends on the day. High. Well, give me a normal day. There's days where I'm not high at all. So you don't. Know, you you will go cold turkey. Walk through the day. I don't call it cold turkey. I just happen not to. Uh, yeah, I just well, don't. semantics. I don't know what's the cold so turkey. Just not, like, you're days not per purposely. Yeah. Sometimes I don't realize it, and then my wife will check me. She's like, "You're a little aggressive." I'm like, "Oh, I haven't fucking smoked in like a couple days." And you oh, would, shit. and you would forget that. That would uh, she? Yeah, just going. She'd have to remind. Like, like, it. like it's not like uh, I like it to relax, oh, but sometimes fair. I might not notice. Okay. You know, especially if uh, there's other shit in my head. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And I never like to be high when I train. So then. You know, if I'm training, but a lot I'm, of guys are high when they train. Yeah, right? which I'm never. I'm not. I'm too lazy. I'm so oh, lazy wow. when I'm high. Then all I want to do is hug, and then I'm like, "Now you move." Right. No, you move. No, I'm. I'm good where I'm at. I don't have to do shit. So I get really lazy when I'm high. So, hmm. and I can't be high when I fight. So why ever train with a stimulus you won't get to replicate in the fight? So I don't want to do anything in training that I really can't take with me in the fight. Like That's if a I good can't point. take that supplement. Don't take it. Right? If I can't take it, a pre-workout before the fight, don't take that pre-workout before training. I don't want to rely on that music. I don't like music when I train. Wow. I don't want to rely on something I'm not going to have there with me. When I compete, if you get into a fight in the, anywhere, just, you know, whatever I have to do athletically, there's probably not going to be music. Logical. No, so I don't want to rely on something because you know the music gets you hype and then you start to fucking feel it. And then the song stops. Now you let down. Now your energy level goes back down. I don't want to rely. I don't want to be tied into that. 
because it's not going to be there when I am looking for that. So I like so that's how I think of everything. So I can't be high in the fight. I'm going to get drug tested. Okay. So then why train that way? I'm already shitty training that way anyway, and I don't need to really work that through to train high if I'm not good at it. And I don't need to be. I shouldn't be, actually. It's better that I'm not. Because then it gives me no desire to do it. Oh, Ray, have you had, ever had any fighters with any weird superstitions? Or or just, even uh, if superstition's a strong word, a, a, a weird habit that they got into during training camp that, that they felt was necessary? I, not that I could think of. I mean, the only weird thing I think was... Uh, which I think everybody would find weird, but it was interesting. Costa would never warm up. Mm. He just would go out and fight. What do you mean not warm like up? Like a lion. He, I wouldn't even bring focus mitts or tie pads. No nothing. drilling? He, no drilling, nothing. Usually I see up rub, you know, shadow box for 10 seconds, you know. Really? Yeah, and he'd go wow. out and fight. Good so I think him. that was always That's interesting. interesting. You know That's what I mean? And he, was, and he was good, so it wasn't like... Uh, <laughs> right. Right, I mean, but there me. were times even like in Atlantic City, somebody would look that he he'd be busting everybody's balls. They couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? Any so he would just go out dry like that, huh? And he'd be well, making fun of the guys that were like warming up. I don't want to say dry because he probably broke a sweat moving around. You know, like just walking and mm-hmm. not the, he wasn't. We right. weren't waking him up and he was going out, but he'd he'd throw a couple of punches and he just want to get the he'd want to get out there. Yeah, you know. Wow, but no, no cool. warm up though. No so wrestling. Tell- That's kind of badass. So you're yeah. telling me you find that weirder than anything Luke Cuomo did? Uh, no. Well, that was a, yeah. Wait, you know, I should have just looked at the wall and went. Uh, Luke, I I don't know. Remember what he did? Weird. He warmed up. Like you know. Now, I think of he warmed up. Yeah, well, no, that's not, you know, that's his life. That wasn't. Oh, that's not, <laughs> oh you're saying life, He's not saying the fight. any yeah. fight is yeah. like. Oh, fight well, stuff, yeah, not yeah. like life weird. Like, like you were saying, fight stuff, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, not pre-fight. You're, yeah. you're thinking oh, pre-fight. I was thinking weird, like. No, the, uh, I mean, I'll give you a good Luke Homo story since you guys are into, like, stories. And yeah, of all course. That stuff. So, obviously, he gets to the finals, the finale. You know, he's on the show. You know, they think he's crazy. You know, it's already, you know, <laughs> right. he's facing his bed to the north to get the chi coming in. He's doing, I don't know if you ever, <laughs> you ever see this. Did you ever see that episode, no. that season? No, you got to watch it. Yeah. So he's, they've already designated him that he's nuts, but he's, you know, he's a likable guy. He's lovable. So they had a thing where I guess um, you couldn't, you know, you had a, you know, they, they come in at the time that, you know, you could bring banners and stuff like we were talking last week with the sponsors, but mm-hmm. they would always check everything and sometimes they'd block crap out. They'd have to, you know, so you, you had to wear certain shorts. You couldn't do any, you know, you couldn't bring your own shit. So I don't even know that we're, we're, we're it's, it's season two, you know, so right. we're kind of, it's like growing pains on the job. So he makes his own shorts cause he likes sewing and, you know, <clears throat> And you weren't allowed to do that. And we're getting ready to go out. And Bert's like, you can't, You got to change your shorts. No, I'm not changing. So now it's like, it's a standoff. Luke, you have to change. His, he goes, I, I, Bert, don't take it personal. I can't change. Don't right? take so it So now, personal. I mean, but you know what it's like to be in the, <laughs> right. like, you know, you hear the music playing. Yeah, sure. and it's, it's getting Bert's like, Luke, I'll never forgive you. For, I mean, this is, <laughs> so Matt, Matt goes, Bert, you saw the show. He's fucking nuts. He's not taking the short. Like, it's nothing, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's not taking those shorts. So I'll cancel the fight. I'm telling. 
cancel the fight. He, the shorts ain't coming <laughs> off. No, he finally, so he goes out. He, he's not taking the shorts. So I remember Matt having to jump shorts. in there. Oh, he fought in the shorts. <laughs> the greatest stand. We so get a he fights. Uh, he fights Stevenson. And I'm probably I'm probably downplaying the story. Bert was like screaming at him at one point. Bert, Bert every Watson. Bert and everybody Watson. loves Bert. So now yeah. we feel bad. I'm like Luke, take the shorts off. And then Matt's going to Bert. Bert, you know he's nuts. He's not going to do it. He's not. You're not like talking <laughs> to a normal guy. And uh, he goes out. He fights uh, Stevenson. I think he loses. Uh, it's definitely a close fight. It I don't know if it was a split, decision. split or maybe unanimous. I don't know. But it was close. It comes down to like probably the last close. minute of the fight. Um, and it was so it was such a good fight that Dana came in the thing and he said, "Don't worry about the shorts." <laughs> <laughs> that was the moral of the story. He says, "Don't worry." I mean, if the fight would have sucked, he probably would have never had another fight in the UFC. But the fight was good, and uh, he said, "Don't worry." And then I called Luke. We all I called Bert, come here, and I made everybody apologize to each other. This isn't good. This, we're squashing this thing. That's it. Uh, Luke said he was sorry, you know, Bird accepted, and I go, wow, this is crazy. Oh, yeah, shit. this no, is was, crazy. But I mean, on, you wait. have to know the, it wasn't like we were in the back with an hour to go. Right. Music's playing. Yeah, it is. We're down to like two minutes. <laughs> I mean, and I don't even know how he's going to even change the shorts at this point. <laughs> but, you know, and you got to remember, while he's, while Bird's talking to him, Luke has a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not even talking to him he's talking to a guy behind a mask I mean it was actually wait, wait, I want one more Luke story yeah uh, didn't he not eat after weigh-ins yeah oh no it's in the, yeah this he's in, incredible he, he weighed in uh-huh. underweight too I remember he weighed, it was like one for a 170 pound fight 170 like fight he's fighting a guy what? who's a huge 170 <laughs> probably came in about 195 the guy's name was Tandem McCrory. I mean, he was a big yeah. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big dude. And I think Luke came He's fighting at like 170. <laughs> he probably weighed about 164. So back then, you weren't weighing in your shorts. You could weigh in in sweatpants. So he puts ankle weights on <laughs> to get him up to 170. <laughs> right? Because he's oh, now he's, you know, he's balls deep into whatever stupidity he's doing with the diet. <laughs> and... He puts ankle weights on so he gets up near one one seventy. Because if there's more than like a seven pound thing, they won't even let the fight it go. It was on. still right. under though. I, I think he was, he was still like under. I remember yeah. it being like one sixty seven or one sixty. What did he do? What did he do to rehydrate? He fasted. <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> eat. So he probably went. The other guy comes into the fight at like one ninety five, maybe two hundred. I mean, the guy was huge. Luke came in at like one sixty one. <laughs> and he still did good in that fight. No, no, he lost the fight. He lost the fight. <laughs> he got taken. I would have died. Could you imagine? He got taken down. You know, he he just, got taken down. Right. But, the guy but was Ray, mauling him. Could you yeah. imagine if you fasted for days and then tried to fight? No, no, no. He fa- but fasted after the after, after the, the way. This is a sport, yeah. too. When most yeah. people well, do the hydrating up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best sport so in the world. Is, I just for stories like this, this is incredible to me. This is insane. Oh, no, I, yo, yo, no, this yeah, is crazy. That's why, that's why I wanted to bring that one up. I yeah. was like, that to me is always the craziest because all I want to do after well, I, I mean, weigh the, in is the, eat. the weirdest part of it all. He he sees nothing wrong with it. Like, he, <laughs> no, he's a perfect like, He doesn't court. get it. Like that. That's the problem with the whole yeah. Well, thing. that's what's wrong with most that, right? Like yeah. that. Ray, you never want to give up a thirty-five pound difference to your opponent. What are you talking about? And, I, and I'm telling you, and I, and you I think, think you're like Steve? He's fighting the absolute I, division, fight monsters, oh, not care about weight classes, Steve. Steve? Yeah, congratulations right. on you winning the absolute yeah, division. We'll get that. I think how it goes too is he was crying after the fight when he lost, and I'm like, 
What are you crying about? Are you crying? <laughs> are you crying because you know it was crazy that you fasted? Like I didn't even right. know what, why are you crying. Like, like you kind of self-destructed. You purposely put yourself in a deficit that nobody could overcome. Like I, I was confused. I really wanted to know. Like, why the fuck are you crying? Like, are you because you, you know you made a mistake. Give me something. Right. Then at least it would make sense, right? You're like, oh, I fucked up. I yeah, should have yeah, did right. that. So he's. I can't believe I listened to that guy. No, no he, nothing. just nothing. No. no. There was other reasons that he lost stuff. Maybe he didn't have his bed at the right angle when he was sleeping. Exactly. That might be it, yeah. You know? Although I tell you what, well, a lot thing. of athletes are superstitious. Well, I mean, I like to do... And again, your agreement with reality defines your life. Steve. If you think that's why, then that's why. That's why. You've been competing now. Do you have anything you do that's like a ritual? Let's not call it a superstition. It's called a ritual. Mm, no. You do you don't do anything the same every time that you look um, to do the same. I, I do things the, the same, same warm up or the same I do things the same because it's what I find helpful. So if I warm up or the same, yeah, it's because it's what I, I find helpful. But if you couldn't do it, would it throw you off? And not in any way whatsoever. That's what I mean. Like by well, a, like I'm, some I'm people a, get thrown off if they're where behavior is. comes in, I would be like a minimalist. In other words, I'd be similar to what you're saying. I don't need the music, I don't need the anything, I don't need I don't have favorite shorts or favorite gear. Anything like that. I know it in uh, at Henzo's. Uh, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, they don't even wash their belt. You know, they don't like do stuff like that. And for me, give me any belt. Mm. Let me borrow your belt. I don't care what it is. Let me on that mat. And so for me, it's just. I think that I have a more than a superstition. I have a behavior where I want to put in the time and know that I trained well. So I could yeah. be the, at the best for myself, but uh, beyond that, even even with this tournament yesterday, and shout out to uh, Charlie the Cannibal, Cannibal uh, crushing it, just crushing, crushing it. it. That dude, man, awesome. he's just crushing it. Shows up and crushes it. So um, for me, it's just once once that, then it doesn't matter how old whoever is across from me. If you're my size, um, and 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 we're the same level, you're you're in for it. Well, listen, and, fighting old has a big precedent in history, Steve. Buddy, I, I think that the youth youth have power uh, and the wise have strength. Mm. And and there's like there is something to that. And I, I think that I went in with a game plan because I saw, I think the, the oldest competitor besides me was 15 years younger than me. And so... Uh, so you were the oldest competitor? I there. was the oldest competitor there. Wow. Yeah. Oldest yeah, competitor there. And... Old. and uh, and thirty years old was the. Was there was that, no masters. Was the uh, other uh, other uh, uh, right? There was no masters. Eighty fivers. No, there yeah. was everyone was just, just in one. What, what is the masters division? There's a few masters. First there's, masters is 30, 30, 30 and then there's forty and up. Forty, then forty, yeah. This one was every master. This one was just started at thirty. Thirty is the masters. So then this one was just one eighty fivers. What the fuck am I? Masters three, masters two, in IBJJF. I haven't done one in a while. You'd be masters too. Two masters too. Yeah. So this was just everybody in your division. So, but I knew that they'd be coming in strong, and it's eight minutes, mm -hmm. and uh, all my wins were in subs awesome. between the seventh and eighth minute, just like I thought it would be. Let me just survive the first few minutes, and then I'll get some sort of sweep. And really loving that uh, pendulum sweep. But most nice. people don't see it coming, uh, and then once I'm on top of you. Then, then I start my psychological <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, warfare. <laughs> I start my psychological warfare of digging, digging, uh, making people wish that something like a a, a jujitsu uh, scuba 
scuba snorkel existed so that they can get oxygen that they're not getting. And, and usually they'll, they'll make either a psychological mistake because they're, they're gasping for air. So they'll pick up their little neck and let me Ezekiel mm-hmm. or, uh, they'll give you some sort of arm or something though psychologically like oh it, it, the the idea for me manimal is to get people to turn from athlete to philosopher somewhere in there and that usually happens between the sixth and eighth minute that's awesome you know i wish that uh i like the way probably just doing a 10 minute first round for jujitsu i think a little bit longer round favors like there's a few times you'll see a lot of fights Favors the jiu-jitsu fighter. I think a longer that, yeah. round sometimes favors sure. the jiu-jitsu fighter. And I like the added it's, component of this tournament that we just did, as opposed to IBJJF. No disrespect to IBJJF, but I've lost a couple of matches there. Um, but people who I think I could beat if it was longer, I could beat if they couldn't just hold position for two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's frustrating. But um, added, having the added component that this was sub submission only, you know, someone's someone's tapping or going to sleep for me i i like that it it it, it gives something uh added uh, and when you put in those extra minutes plus that sub only component i think you get the best out of people the only problem with the sub only is i think you kind of need you could do sub only to the time limit but i think then you need judging i don't you know what i don't like sub or draw those matches for me sometimes. Well, this one, if you if you beat the time, if you uh, make it past, uh, I fortunately did not go to any overtimes. Uh, but if you go it's past those, it's yeah, it's, have EBI rules, it's just, so it's you know, like you take the back, bad yeah, positions. Yeah, yeah. Charlie. Oh, that's good though. Oh, I like that. Dude. Charlie was in. I don't like when there's a draw. You know how sometimes no, 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 it'll no, be no, like win or draw. Yeah, I think that's corny. No, this like one, this one, someone's winning. Tournaments that do things like that, and it always feels like corny for me because you could be whooping a guy's ass, all over him, and then it's like a draw. How do your match go? I had a draw. You kind of know too, like if you're guy, if you're going against a guy that's like significantly better than you, you know, like okay, I can just kind of stall this one out just hang still, out yeah. yeah i can still you know get this one isn't that you go to the overtime exactly. somebody's winning somebody's looting and charlie uh i think his semi-final he went uh, into overtime a few overtimes awesome and he stuck it out a man. lot of times that just comes down to who wants it more yeah well, and that was it on. seeing yeah, him seeing him do that and and seeing him break out of uh got out of some pretty bad positions mm-hmm. and and stuck in it and charlie's you know you get leadership Charlie, qualities Charlie. out of oh, people awesome, like that man. yeah it's really good. So thanks and shout out to Good Fight Submission and to everyone who competed. You know what, Manimal? What I what I notice, everyone's hashtagging jujitsu, jujitsu life, BJJ. They got the tattoos, they got the shirts, but these tournaments come around. It's empty. Buddy, where is everybody? Where are all of you? Everyone talking shit about this. We got this system. We enter the guard. We break the guard. We got all these systems and all these heroes. Where are you when it comes to competing? Get on the goddamn mats. Boldly do men talk from a distance. You know? (laughs) This happens all the time. Where are you? I've been thinking about how many guys hate on fighters. You don't see those guys training. No. Yeah. Where are you? I mean, it's way easy to talk. Come on, Steve. You know that. What what do they charge you to go into those things? Yeah, I mean, is there a I, barrier to I, entry? Is that part of it? I, that I would say that's fair. I think it's there's a barrier. To it's us. under a hundred dollars. But I, I think that's the reason why yeah. you're seeing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think if you didn't have money, I think you'd see a lot of people in there. If it was just look, a, how many times can you do that? If you place in those tournaments, we used to do a ton do, of them yeah, back yeah, in the day. Well, I remember as, when I was coming back. up, and yeah, yeah. you do a lot when you're. Hey, people, some remote. people just you know, a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks right. to some. That's a good point. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm saying it's more that. Even what do you even if you did four, uh, you know, 
you did four a month, man. What is that, 400 bucks? A lot right, of people don't have point. that money. Well, even I think about it, how, you know, so how many times are you going to gonna do it? Like, what's the, then it becomes like, what's the point, I think? Because <coughs> I get your point, but I think there's a reason why. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, back in the day, there were a lot of people doing those tournaments. And uh, but I think it yeah, was yeah we did the Grappler's Quest all the time yeah and then we used to do a what? ton of divisions we yeah. would do Grappler's Quest and for like sixty nine dollars we would do uh, two different divisions you would get gi no gi you would yeah. do uh, your your level the next level we would just like do four divisions yeah because I that's, think some yeah, people look at awesome. it as it's like a money maker and I'm but that's back what? in the day you know, were you were you a, a part of like the smoker generation like where where they would have smokers in gyms like where well, I, mean, I, I, I ran smokers. So. Yeah, yeah, all right. So yes, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah so definitely. they were just people would just fight. No, my first gym, we uh, we had you know MMA fights in there. Fantastic. <laughs> that's like just, that's like movie that's stuff. Is, I mean, this is incredible stuff right here. Like, I, I can't believe we can't elaborate <laughs> more. That's use, it. That's all we're getting out of them. Did too. you that's use the old What do you want? It was like blood sport. That's yeah. No, I'm just blood sport. It was like blood sport. I mean, it would be mostly kickboxing, and we throw in like two MMA fights. Wow. It was all How legit. You just it? had to come in the back uh, door. I'm going to say that's got to be 15, 16 years ago now. It's like early 2000s. Like I'd really have to. Th- I don't, I'm going to say. Man, I don't was like, know. Was it around the time of the UFC or was this just like you guys were like, all right, this is um like early UFC days, like no holds barred kind of thing? Or was it like. No, well, the UFC was what, 93? 93. 93. So everything was after that. Okay. Thing. No, because you didn't if, before the UFC. You didn't even know any. You didn't know it existed. It was just the Kumite. Right. Yeah, that's I, what I, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I was right. wondering if they like had the idea. No, 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 Kumite definitely not. No, it no. is the Kumite. The only thing we did at the time we used to call it a gra- like when Matt fought, mm-hmm. we'd call it a grappling <laughs> exhibition. At the and Vanderbilt, we have our own rules. So yeah. oh, because wow. you you couldn't do it, it mm-hmm. was illegal. So <laughs> we would say it's a grappling exhibition. But you guys could like throw in strikes, or oh yeah, oh, amazing. <laughs> not, not only throwing strikes. I mean, Matt at the time, I mean, there was no weight class. It was there no was just he was he would weigh in at like one sixty seven. He definitely fought guys two hundred, two ten, wow, one ninety. Yeah, there was no. Uh, and then it was like full MMA rules. I I think there might even been headbutts at the time. No, Maybe well, not not for not, Matt, not, but, not not for us. There yeah, was. but I remember the fights then. Yeah. Headbutts. So then we used to do like the smokers at the school and it would be packed. Really? Packed. Oh, packed. I mean, first of any show we do. I'm trying to think Run one here, buddy. Look, I don't want to do a smoker necessarily. No, no, but if it, like, say if it was in this gym. I mean, we just saw two guys spar today, for example. Yeah. It was incredible. Two elite athletes. Two elite athletes. Look, great. One of them, UFC. Well, you want to do sell tickets? Look, I would have paid tickets to watch that. No, the sparring was phenomenal today. No, and I'm sure a lot of fans here, too, they'd. Like five bucks down to watch yeah. it, but obviously, you know, it's not something we can just do. make sure I don't spar on that day. I don't want anyone to ask for their money back. Oh my goodness, <laughs> animal! <laughs> yeah, you know, this this gym on a Sunday night is an ESPN episode. Oh no, it's incredible. Yeah. Saturday afternoon too, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, if you come on a Saturday sparring, I mean, yeah, you get to see sometimes some of the best you guys. just I just sit down, yeah, just watch the sparring. Oh, it's incredible! Yeah. No, it's so fun. You to get watch. a lot out of it as a fight yeah. fan. Like, uh, there's nothing else like I mean, being the in only, the environment. I mean, the only difference is the. You know the lights, the cameras, and, but, and look, the intent and the mean intention yeah. that makes it different. But to be fair, that, that's far- pretty significant. You know, some oh, no, guys like sparring is like the sparring skill wise. I think is the equivalent of a fight skill wise mm-hmm. sometimes. 
But there's no mean intention, right? That's your training partner. Well, there's, yeah, di- there's different components. <laughs> there's a psychological to component to competing that that you can't... <coughs> well, for example, like Steve, I mean, you just competed this weekend, you know. Sure. But there's no different components in the sense that you're... If you grappled here, you know, went live, hard 100%, there's nothing different than you're I, doing I that. go... So in competing, you're, you're elevated because you're yes, competing. Exactly. So, you know, Ray will tell you... You know, I remember my before my first competition, I was putting in a lot of hours of training and Ray's like, yeah, keep doing it because you're going to you're going to be able to do it for 30 minutes here. You're going to be gasping for air after three minutes. You're not going to understand why Ray explained it to me. And guess what? Ray Longo was right. And so but what happens, there's a psychological component to it. So in competitions, I'm competing with people who are are at my level here. I'm training with people who will maul me and I'm 0% nervous because I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. So right. in competition, I'm going against people who are nowhere near the caliber of the people it's, I train with, but yet you're still a little more elevated. Yeah. You know what's funny? Getting the crowd. Is there a... Uh... Yeah, there's a good amount of people. It's like, it's like when you go to uh, like the Rise where mm-hmm. everyone brings their people. Oh, yeah. it is? Oh, yeah. so they are doing you don't that. Sell, you don't sell yeah. tickets. But well, this yeah, one yeah, didn't yeah. have tickets. The World's had... See, back Huge. in the day, it wasn't big. The world's is a lot. The world's, yeah, the world's there was a, a it was a, a college gym and oh, it was packed. Yeah, it was packed. I I ran into uh, Kenny Florian's brother there. Oh wow! Nice. Uh, he had a, he had some uh, some competitors in there from his school <coughs> from from their school. Um, he uh, he says he listens to the podcast. So shout out yes. to Keith. Um, Keith Florian. Keith right. Florian. Yeah. Other than your brother Kenny, he's not listening. <laughs> he's not listening. No, Keith. And I'm a Ken Florian. You know Kenny Florian. His brother Keith listens. (laughs) Keith, tell Kenny to listen. I remember. Oh man, who the hell was that fight he had in Mass Destruction? Kenny Florian, before he went to the UFC show. Before he lost, drew the master ficket. Do you remember that fight? Yeah, I don't remember. I I know that's the story where Dana saw him. Dude, that fight was rough. You didn't see that fight, right? I was at Mass Destruction because Philippe fought on that card. Philippe fights this guy who doesn't make weight by like 13 pounds. We're up in Massachusetts. Phil's like, whatever. Fight him anyway. Kicks the guy's ass the first round. Oh, this is Philippe. Hold on. I, I switched it up. Philippe Nover. Oh, okay. So that's my original crew back in... Oh, interesting. That's the, my right. original Brooklyn crew. So Philip dusts this guy the first round. And then the second round was like close. And it was like a weird draw, even though Phil won, but whatever. But then Kenny Florian fights Drew Fickett and got his fucking ass kicked. Holy shit. That's the story where Drew, like Dana White, you know. Drew Fickett and, you know, Kenny Florian's small for the, the weight class. And Drew Fickett whooped his ass. But Kenny Florian dug in there, gave it back a little bit. And then uh, Dana White was like, man, Kenny Florian, what a gangster. No, Kenny Flory could fight. Could yeah. fight. And then, you know, he was really fighting. Hold on, let me preface this by he was fighting like four weight classes up. Yeah. He's really a forty-five-er. I mean, he's fought in like he has fought, he fought in like four weight classes. He fought a 45, 55, 70, yeah. 70 and eighty-five. So he's there fighting <laughs> four weight classes up. And honestly, he fought Jose Aldo when Jose Aldo was, was, was Jose the Aldo. Peak, yeah. The peak. I mean, still throwing leg kicks, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Still throwing leg kicks. Never going to see that guy again. And still, and won the first round and maybe the second. And last year, and I mean 2019, just months ago, oh, he, uh, he he competed and got gold in IBJJF. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. I mean, that's that's badass. I mean, man. I love seeing like retired fighters, like especially a guy like Kenny Florian, who I yeah. know like he didn't get to end the way he wanted it to end, but at the same time, look, the guy had an amazing career. I mean, people would be lucky to have a yeah. MMA career like he did, but. He, go- he had a great. He had a great career. He was One a, of the a best title. Fought for the title. Yeah, two different yeah. weight classes. Um, fought in four different weight classes. Four. Yeah, first season of the Ultimate Everyone Fighter. Him. 
Yeah, yeah no. Fighting at 185 on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, no. That's he, crazy. And he was super skilled, too, is a thing. Like, he, he, I think in back in his day, he was way ahead, in many ways ahead of his time. He was mm-hmm. super underrated. But, um, I mean, now, obviously, you know, he can't stay in there and be fighting these savages. But at the same time, to have an outlet, to have a school especially, um, to have and uh, focus on, I think, is awesome for, like, retired fighters to Can have. Can you imagine yeah. some of those old school fighters, but with the technology and gyms and access that we have now? I, I mean, wish. No. I wish we could see that, with, you know? With that, with that natural skill yeah. or that, that natural something that Ray says he, he can see. So we had asked Ray, um, I don't know, we're close to our hundredth show. So early in the in the podcast, we had asked Ray, like, do you know it? And he says, you know, he can probably kind of see it the first few times somebody moves around, to, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the yay or nay. Um, could you imagine some of those people who have that it factor that you might have even seen in some of those smokers? But now you have the technology, but, the but means. But now you have the access and yeah. technology and the means and that kind of stuff. No, it is crazy to think about. Like, I mean, all these sports with, like, the introduction of all these new technologies, even, yeah. like, new techniques even in some ways, too, just how it's going to progress in not just MMA but in all sports. It, I think it's really fascinating to watch. I think just the training philosophy philosophy caught up for most guys. Like, I think there was a little bit of a disconnect. And people still, I mean, you can still find holes in a lot of training. But I think just the, the physical training and recovery part improved greatly. Even just knowing to take recovery, no, which is yeah. crazy because we're only talking about short spans of time because humans have such a short lifespan. We forget things that we did back in the past. Mm. Like in ancient Rome, guys got a massage every day after training. Now we're just starting to be like, oh, you know, massage is good. We should get a, we should get more physical therapy, yeah. right? Well, oh, you know, cold plunge is good. Yeah, two thousand years ago they did that every day because they realized it was really good for your body. So I think it's interesting how we cycle. It's like, oh, yeah. ten years ago we didn't do that, but two thousand years ago you did. So mm. human lifespan is interesting for what we actually do. No, that's very true. And then true. we forget to do it, and then we have to remember to do it again. Like it's cutting edge to do the thing we did. Well, I think <laughs> I think. You weren't doing it, but there were people doing it for sure. What? And they've been doing it. Oh, do you what about the Polar Bear Club? Oh, Polar Bear Club, you know, yeah. That, what they doing for athletic for recovery? Well, no, but you know what I'm saying. No, they yeah. knew it was good for well, you. They knew it wasn't bad for you. And to be fair, you. like, sure. um, a lot of times, like, we didn't know what uh, we didn't know what worked. Quite frankly, like you know, you just hear someone says, "Oh yeah, jump into this cold pool," and yeah, you know, but like, that's still going on too. Well, that's true too. But <laughs> that's, I would think with more technology, that well, yeah. necessarily not necessarily, but I would I'm think sure. that with more technology, you can kind of parse through what's the bullcrap and what's real. See, the real. problem is, like, you got a guy, Steve, who he wins the title next week. He could tell you he rubs sheep dip on himself and swings from a chandelier. And yeah, guys and every- will do it. They'll oh, yeah. do it. On the off chance that it helps. They'll, yeah. they'll do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's bizarre. Like, it's like the shit I got to listen to. Well, you, that you know is not going to make one fucking bit of that. Well, and they're looking for it, even well, like that, when, that's well, that's the thing. Well, if you're, it's almost like a good con artist. Yeah. Who does he con? Well, then the, like you know, you saw what Madoff did. It was the guys that were greedy. Yeah, Who do you yeah. think he went after? That, that's exactly, you know, that, guys that didn't, you know, that didn't care. No, no, I'm good. I'll sit here with my, I'll take my seven percent. All right. <laughs> we yeah. posted that thing, Manuel. You asked if I have any superstitions or anything like that, and I, I really don't. I have an ethic, uh, a work ethic that I feel was handed to me from my parents, right? And, but we posted the picture of me and uh, Charlie, our gold medal. Way to go! Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many DMs I got. Like, hey, what is the secret? What is that you're doing? What I'm, I'm, I'm there Showing every up. single day. Yeah. And I'm I mean that's that's the unfortunate. I'm putting even Nas, uh, one of the one of the great fighters we have here, came up to me before while I was 
you know, stretching out the little clicks and clacks that come with competing. Um, he said, dude, I see you here all the time, man. You put in that work. Yeah, no, not, working here, I know, see the same you thing. You know, Steve comes in twice a day. Yeah, you know, it's you, no, it's no joke. It's, it's not, it's not an accident. Ray has spoken to me about it. It's, it's a recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's frustrating as hell when people try and follow a different recipe. But the reality of it is, is, is that if you have to tell people what you want, you're probably full of shit. Yeah, they should be able to see it. And in many ways, it's kind of it's it's more the answer is boring. It's just you know this guy's showing up twice a day every day. Well, it sucks, but that's why books like The Secret yeah (laughs) will sell, and they'll sell you on this law of attraction kind of stuff. As opposed to if you write a book that says work your ass off and life's still really hard, Mm -hmm. no one's buying that book. No, that's true. So, but the reality of it is, is even you didn't write that book. No, no, I especially (laughs) wouldn't write that book. And so it's, it's the reality of it is, is, and even, uh, we posted before I, I was fortunate, um, you know, that, that story of, I was telling Manama, you know, I, I started 2019 as a white belt and ended it as a blue belt world champ. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's awesome. You know what that means? Too. So many hours on that mat is what that means and coachability. But most importantly, we posted a picture. Uh, I put all the medals of bronze and silver yeah. and the one gold that I got, how many times the reality is you put a lot of effort in, you try really hard, and, and you, you still lose. Get, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> that's honestly not, the toughest part. I used to get made part. fun of about the bronze medal. That's not, that's not spoken about enough. Sometimes you try really hard and lose. No. And you adjust and you learn and you keep practicing and make that adjustment. There, there is that recipe here, and we're, we're seeing that with some of these guys at, 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 who are having longevity in the UFC, that, that they don't have impeccable records, but they are coming back, they're refining, they're improving, they're enhancing. Guys like our 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 guy, like Ally Aquinta, mm-hmm. who in some cases is gaining even more respect in loss because he's he's putting it out there, losing, coming back, refining, and 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 so for me, uh, that's something I find really admirable about what's happening here. It goes with what we're talking about, Manimal, with age and 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 wisdom, and uh, something that that I like pushing definitely in this gym. Man, were you gonna say something? Oh, no. I was gonna talk lost. about getting my balls busted, bronze. Oh. So the bronze medal. Oh my goodness. Sure. So. You know Justin Taylor, hardcore, we call them little, whatever. So this guy would bust my balls the whole time. I, I am like the king of the bronze medal. So back in the day, I think I had like 21 bronze medal finishes. Jesus. In between like Nagar and Grappler Quest. And he went on my profile on, on Shirt Dog and made it say the bronze manimal. I was like, you're such a dick. The bronze. <laughs> and then he has my mother calling me Johnny Bronze. I was like, fuck you. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, but, I was like, the bronze medal's good. Third place is good. I, was I mean, like, but I you would the think. Podium. But at the very yeah, end, there was you a know, lot of matches back then. <laughs> but I would say, like, in those cases, it would make, you know, if you have 21 bronze medals, when you do get the gold medal, like, yeah, that no, much more good. rewarding, yeah, no? It is rewarding. Yeah, isn't it? Like, when you um, get the belt well, like, exactly. Like, you see guys that just, you know, they get straight to the gold medal, and I don't think they appreciate it in that sense because. You know, it just came to them. It you know, just I'm came not very a naturally. Athlete. My first, oh, trust me, Manuel. I've heard. Yes. Yeah. So uh, my first tournament, I I was dying to lose. I kept winning my matches, and I'm tired as hell Jesus throwing Christ. up in every match. I'm like, oh god, I keep winning. I was like, is this one of those things that you like that actually happened, or yeah, was yeah. it? Oh wow, all right. You and Philippe. Yeah, I have. <laughs> so sometimes I need to corroborate. We're really that not sure. I really can't yeah, be certain. Yeah. No. I need to corroborate it with my. You, can't be sure. you know now that you set a precedent at the beginning of the show. Okay. That we don't know. <laughs> he really came what here the one time. He wasn't sure I'm about being his, honest though. He was talking about a new car, and we weren't sure if he. Actually I see. No, that's very. But Steve, I'm being honest. Yeah, being self-aware. Most people would just gloss over that. Uh, you know, and blame it on you someone are, else. I think it's great. You're a very oh, so fascinating no, man, I, Animal. And then I lose the finals, and I 
that dude makes fun of me. The guy's name's Orlando, and they keep yelling at this guy. I'm like, Orlando, don't let him do shit. I'm like, just fucking, just, can we just be done here? Wait, did you win or lose? I lost the finals. So yeah. you, you got the silver. Oh, wow. I got silver. Yeah, awesome. my first tournament, Grappler's Quest, the first Grappler's Quest. I think it was 2000. I, I got silver at the first Grappler's Quest. Wow, yeah. all right. But I was dead in that last match. Oh, my God. How long I, ago was this? 2000. Wow. Years ago. Maybe. Literally 20 years ago. 2000, yeah. Wow. It was my first tournament. Cause I, I was remember five. Because I wanted to compete right away because I was like training for three months. I should have never And I was like, this. fuck it, let's, let's do this jujitsu tournament. It'll be fun. Uh, what did you just say? Did you say you were like four? No, I was like four. Yeah, I think I was like four or five years old. 2000. He was getting ready for pre-K. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Need to go, buddy. Steve Lee nice. had just recognized the I color blue. I like being... Steve, you'll probably agree with me. I like being the oldest guy. I'm the oldest active well, fighter here. I like here. being this version of the oldest guy. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying yeah. I like being the old, Yeah. I, I find strength from that, when, actually. When I, go I to find this, more strength from that now. Than when I go to the supermarket young. and see people my age who I know are my age because I graduated with them and I see them, I'm definitely happier you should than, be, I yeah, yeah. Than, than I am them. Hey, feedbacks at MMAandBeyond.com. That's MMAandBeyond.com. Also, don't forget to um, visit our sponsor, on it that's on it.com slash mma beyond on it.com slash mma beyond on it has so much stuff from from the pre-workout stuff that i use to the alpha brain that we all drink here uh, so many products information blogs forums uh, tons of stuff manimal certified and some of their stuff as well yeah, they do great certifications yeah, great courses great videos um, and of course, you, great way to support the show. If you already use on it, or if part of your resolution has exercise and fitness in it, get some nutritional stuff from on it and use our promo code, save some money. Promo code is MMA beyond. Um, let's go with the question from BMF belt. Why hasn't McGregor talked much trash leading up to his fight with cowboy? Cause he's not sure if he's going to win. <laughs> no, he did talk a little shit, but I don't think much. I it wasn't really geared towards cowboy though. He was, he really yeah. talked. Yeah. I got to tell you, I don't know Khabib. why, but I, I enjoy it. I like it better like this. No, I think I, that's I, a better I, sign. I, I think he's probably, uh, my guess would be he's doing some sort of damage control, even for the future. Cause he's facing a lot of crap over there. And you know, the more, you know, why draw attention to what's going on type of deal. So I think he's, uh, I, I think it's a it's a home run for him. I think because if he wins, I think people he'll pick up some more followers because right. they'll appreciate it more. And you know, if he doesn't, you know, it's more just. Same. You know, at least he didn't talk crap. Yeah, right. At least he didn't talk crap because I think there's nothing worse than that where you're talking right. shit and then you're tapping out. I, it's that to me is horrendous. So, <laughs> you know, and again, no, I don't. Right. And I don't. And he might. I, I still think he's in a lot of trouble in Ireland. So uh, that's not done the yet. The yeah. No, there's other things too. Yeah, oh, so, uh, he's got yeah. some stuff. Yeah. So, so you know what I mean. So I think uh, he's he he has to have some one of those uh, consultants for your image image right. consultants. Right. Like, no, somebody definitely. saying you got to stop. Like I, I think I, I think that's that that would be my. That well, would make a lot of sense. No, I mean. It's not just like try to stay humble, right? Yeah, it's not like he's on this he, crazy winning streak. If this was him in 2016, he's untouchable. But now it's you know, a couple right. losses, some outlandish statements, and now yeah, some bad press, some right. bad press. You know, this is time where he's got to you know kind of put up or shut up. So and, and the other thing is, I do I do think Connor's a real fighter. I think he yeah. loves fight, and I think you know he's he's obviously he's good, but uh, he doesn't need the money now, so right. he doesn't probably have the need to sell it. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, you need to sell the fight, you think? Right. Oh, that you makes know what sense, I mean? So actually, I don't right? think it's like, 
he's already I mean, financially set. Yeah. So it's also a Conor McGregor fight. Like it, it almost sells itself in that way. Yeah. At, at this, this point. point, I think it. You right. know, but again, it, this is a sport where I'm saying. I mean, I don't know, but I think the demographic changes every year or two. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like we're yeah. going over. Uh, I. He he definitely hit a point where it's going to be hard to not know him. But you'd be surprised how many people you ask about other people that were high profile. They don't know who the fuck you're talking nope. about. It's crazy. Almost like uh, I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine the other day, even like, like Morgan Friedman, who was a great actor. Mm. He's got no Instagram followers compared to like, just name anybody. <laughs> Selena yeah, Gomez. Yeah, like anything. These, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they don't know who he was. It goes back, like, to the Irishman. People don't even know who Jimmy Hoffa was. Right. Now, he was, that was a long time <laughs> ago. But I'm saying this sport, like, if you were to say, uh, give me somebody who was, de- even like a guy like Babalu. Nobody knows who the no, guy no, is. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, he did fight for the title. That, yeah, for the title yeah. twice. You know what I mean? Or, Chuck Liddell. Uh, I think people still Rich remember Franklin. Chuck Liddell, You think right? people know who Rich Franklin is? I mean, nowadays, no. Right, what about like, even like a Chuck Liddell? You think Chuck Liddell's still? I'm saying he's right. Yeah. I, I think there were a couple of guys because they were there for so long, and then they did a couple of commercials, so they extended their visibility you know, a little more. But you had less. Tito Ortiz. Oh, Tito, definitely. Tito survived the best of that bunch, that crew, that 2003-2005 crew. But even like, unless you're an inside, or in the jiu-jitsu world if you were to just tell a casual at the local bar uh, hoist gracie they're, they're not going to be so in tune they might recognize the gracie name oh aren't those the jiu-jitsu guys mm-hmm. they're not going to specifically remember hoist and what he did with the gi well and, i'm saying an mma know? fan today a young mma a young mma fan i'm saying doesn't know who hoist gracie is right and, yeah. and that's like one of the right. pioneers i don't even think they're not going to know who matt uses right i showed know. my kids the 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 first UFC and they were like what the hell is this yeah. they were like guys yeah, with the long glove not... and the and the, this the is, geese we're, we're fighting about, in know. geese kicking in the groin they were yeah. like they watched that fight with was it Kevin Roge and uh, yeah and uh, they're kicking each other in the nuts back and forth <laughs> <laughs> and they're like holy shit but I was yeah, like no back in the day yeah, no rules I'm saying, I noticed you know. that even years ago there were people they people come in and out of this sport for like four or five years. And it's it's yeah. not like it's not like well even football people I don't watch well football I mean I, football. I, that's that's the thing though like you know. that's kind of the way I would say sports go in general well yeah football too specifically you, there's such a short window and I was yeah. but that's with the players so what's interesting about about how that works is the players have a short window mm-hmm. and you'll right. remember some of the good players but with football it's broken down so you have it in the teams. So That's I, true. who haven't followed football in forever, right. I know that the New York Giants exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'll know, oh, yeah, the New York Giants, they're a football team. The 49ers, a football team. I couldn't right, name right. one yeah, player. That's no, what that's IFL but, tried to do But the MMA. same with the UFC. Everyone will know. Oh, UFC. Oh, that's like fighting. Yeah. They might say, oh, that's the cage fighting. They'll know what the UFC yeah, is. Now, the actual well, I mean, players. The UFC did a great job it, in it, doing that, It goes that, back though. to this. How many new people because of the McGregor fight? Cerrone's not going to bring anybody because no. his fans are already locked in there. No. Yeah. How many people is Cerrone bringing to sign up for ESPN? None. I don't. I don't know. That's that's the, the only chance that part. he had, and and I one of the reasons why I think McGregor isn't talking shit is McGregor talks shit, and then uh, don't forget that a lot of McGregor's pull is nationalistic. Oh, so he Ireland, gets yeah. he gets the Irish pull. So he didn't mind doing Ireland versus Brazil, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want it. Doesn't benefit him, him to, do to attack Ireland the American market. No, yeah. that doesn't really. It's... It doesn't benefit him to do to the American market what he did to the Brazilian market. So 
th- that's one of the reasons why I think it's a business move for him to play, you know, and he he lets the UFC play but the angle. But he did angle. it with, with Mayweather, with the boxing. Did he attack the, you know, Mayweather doesn't quite represent, he, no. he doesn't drape himself in the exactly, American flag. No. Cowboy is Cowboy. like, Budweiser America, isn't yeah. like, oh yeah, definitely. And I would say that's yeah, like the yeah. perfect you UFC know? demographic. He's, he's like, uh, you drink your Budweiser, I'll drink my whiskey. Yeah, right? yeah. We could, I'll drink a Budweiser. Cowboy's yeah. literally named Cowboy. Yeah, right? no, exactly. He's, he's uh, red, white, and that awesome. That's a fun fight. And so it, I think that's the best fight of the bunch for Connor. That, that oh, in terms of winnable. And, and winnable and draws attention. I think I saw I just John Anik. I think it would have been better for him at 55. I think I, I saw John Anik really post it, and, and, you know, McGregor's a huge. Oh, no, he's he looks looking thick. He's looking but, thick. But he's, I mean, he's a huge favorite. Oh, he's oh, a huge, huge favorite. favorite. Those are yeah, huge, no, like, he thick. looked big and thick, but. Yeah, but I don't know. Cowboy's really big. Cowboy's, Cowboy's tall, naturally too. Bigger. Naturally bigger and tall. Um, I mean. The, you're, I would agree with Manimal on that. Just he, this is probably the most winnable fight for uh, Connor to come in back to five. in the top five or top ten. Um, that would just make sense for him. You know, he's not fighting a Gaethje. It really just wouldn't make sense for Mm-mm. him to take those fights. Those are dangerous fights. But you know, this leads him to the next fight that could again lead him right back to the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the if the cowboy that well, shows up, if the cowboy shows up who fought. Our guy, Ally Aquinta. Mm-hmm. Smart. Conor McGregor's not beating that guy, right? Am I crazy to think that he can beat that guy? I, I almost want to say I don't care what cowboy shows up. Yeah, He's you know, not winning the fight. It really this seems like a tailor-made matchup for Connor, in my opinion. Like, look, I mean, there might be something I'm not seeing in that sense, but um, yeah, no, this just seems like what Sonroni's coming off of that vicious knockout loss to Gaethje, and before that, he fought. Tony Ferguson and just got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this just does a not tough seem fight with Al five rounds. T- yeah, like a five but round I mean, fight Gabe, is never. But, you know, look, it, it could be different. But Gagey's just a come forward in your face. Yeah, the other right. guy's more of a counter puncher. Now he, could, if there's probably one thing he switches up, is that he's going to go forward and he's going to try to get him out of there. Yeah, because the longer that fight goes no, on, definitely. Gagey's got good endurance too. He's got great call. Oh, you're you saying know? in like a Connor Gagey fight? No, I'm saying in the Connor, even uh, Cerrone. Oh, okay. uh, Cerrone you know? has great endurance. I mean, you don't want to go five rounds with him. No, round. definitely. That's I, a Con- that's yeah, Cerrone's fight to win. Cerrone pop on his punch. Um, I mean, if you're th- if you're in McGregor's camp, you're probably thinking, you know, put him away within the first two. I mean, Cerrone's typically a slow starter as well. Yeah. Um, yeah that being said, you hear some things out of Cerrone's camp, you get a little worried. He obviously, you know. People can say a lot of things, and that you know, what you don't do you really. Hear, Steve? Yeah, what do you hear? I don't hear. I, I remember, like, I don't hear anything. No, I mean, look, this is your ear to the MMA pavement. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, this is all stuff that they produce and that they put out. So it's like Cerrone's inside camp. You know, like they have the nice production team, and they have the whole the whole deal. Like, oh, this is the coach, and he's saying, oh, you know, all Connor is is just a left hand, and that's all it is. And look, and I get what he's trying to say in that sense, but if that's really what you're thinking, like Connor, all he has is that left hand. Again, I get what you're trying to say, but if you're right. not thinking in the long term, like, all right, but how does he set it up? And, like, how does he get to that left hand? And you're just ignoring all of that. Then I'm a little more worried for Cowboy. No, I think when they say all he has is a left hand, it, it encompasses everything. Uh, that's what I would hope up. so. Yeah, yeah. Without it, What are the chances Cowboy just shoots in, I was just takes gonna... him down? Yeah. But, again, that's I mean, his... presupposing that Con- you know, that Cerrone just shoots in and Connor actually gets taken down, you know? Right. It's not like Connor has bad takedown his... defense. But that would make it, I think, a way easy fight for Cowboy. If he played the if he played right, that, yeah, no, I think definitely. it would make it a way easy fight for him. No, because all, but he won't do it. I don't think he's just not built that first, way. It'll take away his, his, pop. his timing mm-hmm. and some of his pop. Yeah. I think that would be the way to go with for sure. 
Yeah, he can make that. Cowboy has the skills, the skills. to he, make he, it an easy fight. And he definitely he has more ways to win. He just probably yeah. won't make it an easy fight. He probably would just want to. Well, Cowboy's got a head kick knockout, you know, punches, kicks, you know, jujitsu, chokes, arm bars. Would you say that Cowboy has more ways to win? That's what, yeah, more absolutely. Ways to win. Yeah. That's what he I just say. might think, not use them. Yeah. That's the only thing. Ray, you have you ever had a, another coach call you for your opinion about a fight for one of his fighters? Since you since you've been around for a long time in this and have gained, we were talking before the show how much respect you have from the coaches and athletes around the UFC. Have you ever had a coach say, "Hey, listen, you know my fighters fighting so and so. What what do you think? I think I see this, but do you, could you tell me what you think? Could you look at a tape or something? Have you ever nah, had that? I mean, the only guy that would that used to call me like Mark Henry when he was Frankie was coming up. He said, "Can you take a look at? It? I just want to make sure." You know, I'm doing the right thing. And I'm like, dude, the guy looks great in this fight. You're doing the right thing. That's incredible. The proof is in the pudding. But, you know, then he took him out to, I know he took him out to Freddie Roach and had him, Freddie Roach look at him. So what I liked about Mark is I really, you know, he wasn't like a kickboxer. You know, he he had good boxing. He was a boxer. So that that was his expertise. So he was willing to Learn. you know he really loved frankie that much he wanted he was, to do the best for without a doubt he could humble know? himself and go yeah, after yeah, that's yeah. awesome so he definitely that i remember and i'm talking i was not even at this school so we're going way back wow uh and then i would watch him work with him a couple of times like like we'd go to a fight and like one of frankie's friends would be fighting and mark would be there training frankie in the dressing room of somebody else's fight there's a, 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 a lot of times wow and i was like wow that guy looks great he really you know he had, i thought he did a phenomenal job with frankie for the size he was and i think he tailor-made that style for him and uh you know i think he did a great job with frankie and i think that, that he was the only guy that would he he was always asking you know what i mean and you know, until he got to the point where, you know, he was the man, you know, what right. I mean? and then people are asking him, you know, that's really awesome. Yeah. So he, I think he did it the right you way. Had Paul and, out, uh, you had Pauli Malinaji come in a little while ago too. And just, I mean, yeah. he's a, all, like a great boxer, um, former world champion. And, you know, he still was able to humble himself and be like, Hey, I'm trying something a little new. And, you know, yeah, comes great. to Ray Longo to ask him. Yeah, but, great, great guy. Yeah, no. And then he, and he, you know what? He asked the right questions. He knew where he was, you know, you know where he might have problems, and he just wanted to have some sort of familiarity with it. And he and he wasn't even saying like, you know, I know it. And he knew it was a short time because he's an athlete. Right. And, you know, it's like going to train with a guy for two weeks. Uh, what what is that really going to do? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? But it could make you aware of things, and maybe that awareness would help you during the fight. So yeah, I forgot about uh Paulie, but yeah, no, not Malinaji. It took me a while to pronounce his name. Malinaji. Right. I mean, that's why that's so crazy. That was like little, th- I forgot about Paulie yeah, Malinaji. That, uh, that former world champion I had up here. I don't know. Just, yeah. it's so crazy. No, 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 no. He was a good guy. Though. Oh, he's he was, awesome. Yeah. He was, he was good. Too. He, he was, he was really <sighs> Paulie good. Malinaji. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Morrison two, three, zero eight writes in hi, Ray. You recently spoke with Joanna on UFC unfiltered, Great episode. She told you she and her boyfriend broke up before her fight. As a coach, how important are relationship dynamics when it comes to fighting? If one of your fighters broke up with their significant other, is that a good indicator the fight won't go well? First of all, that's a great question. And I'm going to say if things are not squared away at home, it's a recipe for disaster. Wow. That's my opinion. That's what I've seen and... There were times guys came in, they fight with their girlfriends. I'd send them right, I'd get, get go home and make it right. 
or we ain't getting shit done. You, <laughs> wow. the, those matters, when you're married or you're engaged or whatever, and you're going through that, they will wreak havoc on you. Especially I've never level. seen anybody like get divorced and the next day they were okay. Right. It always <laughs> took a while. Except for animal because no. he's asexual, so he, doesn't, <laughs> he has no feelings when it comes to that. I don't know. know. I've been married 11 years. I don't know how. Oh, but, wow. You know, yeah, so. didn't is know it 11 years? I've been married 11 oh, years. Yeah, I've been with my wife for 14 years. Wow. And, uh, 14 you know, years. It's, uh, it, it's definitely uh, been interesting. Yeah. I don't know how she fucking deals with me. That's crazy. But, uh, but we, we have a good relationship. We're actually very yeah. opposite, and I think opposites attract. So I don't find balance in myself. But I do find some balance with my wife. You know, Tammy. She's yeah, quiet. She's awesome. She's, she's a lot awesome. more quiet than me. She's she's a little more cautious, way more conservative. What? Yeah, See? let me let me get back to finishing oh, the question. Right. <laughs> I knew I well, should. about I should even I, have made a joke about him because he just about he, he got hears, a lot of You know what the problem is? Steve? He hears his name and he and just that's it. No, 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 I'll go back in the corner. You did a good job. I'm going to tell you. So married a long time. So I got to tell you when Joanna said that that she. Broke off the engagement, and she went. I, that is, I, you know, look. There's excuses, like you know, hey, my my elbow was hurt, right. my knee. I had a. Pro I'm saying those are easier to deal with than those matters yeah. of the heart. Yeah, but freaking brutal. Broke off an engagement. That's that's, that's crazy. Yeah. How I thought the rest of my life was going. Yeah, no, I didn't going? even know yeah. that. Right. Yeah, I no, thought we were gonna get married. Yeah. But you know what even... I'm saying? So, Steve, those things to me, like I say, it depends on. And obviously, look, it depends on the person. If you could disassociate from a lot of that stuff, or you, you know, some sort of you know sociopathic yeah, it's, uh, it's some qualities. Sort of, yeah, it's, if you have it's, a it's sociopathic. Easy. You don't even act like psychopathic. Yeah, yeah. You don't even act like anything's going on. But if you got empathy and you have feelings. And you get your heart crushed. That's a tough shit. That's tough to deal with, man. I mean, it's good that Joanna, like, she has the, I guess, like, she can know to ask that question. They're like, hey, you know, you've been around, like, yeah. you know, in your experience, would you say this is something? Um, that yeah, was... no, I'm saying that was that's a tough thing. Yeah. Look, there were times even with Matt, like, I'd be fighting with my wife, and I'd be, I'd be gone. Like you told that story. I'm telling you right Matt, now. Matt he said this... that his uh, Ray's wife would write notes or something, yeah. and you were like, I wouldn't read them. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy... no, I never read If you guys don't listen There's... to UFC Unfiltered when Ray's on, you're missing out. Yeah, it's a great show in general, but when Ray's on, Did that on, come up this so week? No, that's, that's true. Yeah, that, Ray, that's how I know. I don't know. Why would I read them? I couldn't stop laughing. Why would I read them? Why would I read them? I couldn't stop laughing because Matt's like, yeah, his wife would read him notes, and you wouldn't read them. No, Ray, she would write him notes. No, they weren't notes. They were a couple of pages like, <laughs> like i don't and even think like, i can concentrate what, what even if i wanted to read them i couldn't concentrate that long to get through three pages the airing but, of grievances. But matt, would, the airing matt would go to me and go dude can you just do can you concentrate just for an hour and it, it was tough i'd have to really make shit right and go back to normal to be able to do my job correctly because if not man so i can't even think about the other side like wow. as a fighter and you're dealing with that shit, and you're always getting your balls busted, and you're trying to train. Right. That's so about crazy it. to think about. Yeah. Yeah, well, really you is. can't, uh, you can't think about it because you're not in a relationship. Well, yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I'm no, telling exactly. you, it's fucking brutal. It's what I've to, seen, it's it tough brutal. too because wow. fighting takes a lot of time. And exactly, you're no. going to be normally a little time, more irritable. mental energy, yeah. mental energy, Look, so and if you're cutting weight. That's true now too, you're yeah. not the most fun guy to be around. And Steve, what I told her is, look, if there's going to be worse things in your life that happen, I think when you look right. back on those things, you could see it. But sure. Because I, I, I really should have qualif uh, qualified what I was saying to her. 
there's going to be way worse things that happen that because when you look back it's probably a blessing in disguise anyway yeah. that you found out then but when you're going through it at that time those are some of the worst things i've seen sure. and and you know it's always easier when you're on the outside looking at when, you when you're see it in later. there when you're in the eye of the hurricane, man. You it's, think it's the whole story. Later on, perspective reveals yeah, that it know. was a chapter. You yeah, might, was a quote that, from yeah, right. yeah, You yeah, might so actually yeah. go, holy shit, yeah. I just dodged a bullet. 100%. Man. You yeah. know what I mean? So Sometimes you luck out there, but yeah. you can't tell the story until you step away from it. Yeah, it's so, like when you make a tapestry. If you look at it backwards, it doesn't look like shit. But when you turn it around, then you can see the picture. You know how to sew? When you sew. Do I know how to sew? Yeah, you know how to sew. I, uh, no. So if you look at this stitch, the stitch... Is, is like ugly. You can see this. Is really when you put it inside yeah, out, dude, I swear to God, we got to mute his mic. That's the way it is. Why? Okay. We got that was fucking wise right there. This is interesting. This is an interesting thing. So life thing. is like that. When you look at it from life a point, like Mateo, Mateo has a question for you, Steve Somebody's Lee. Somebody's got a question for Steve Lee. Why do you think Holly Holm is getting a co-main event. She lost five out of her last seven yeah, fights. Yeah, is it just name recognition? I course. think UFC better matchup for co-main event. Maybe put Aljo versus Cejudo in. No, I think Can at we this get point. Aljo versus Cejudo? Oh, well, no. I, I think that. Now, let Steve answer the question. Yeah. Go on, Steve. Well, I was just going to say, I think uh, at this point, the time. Well, sit, sit tight for a while. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Mystery. I really lost my train of thought, actually, already. Of course. Already. Of course. Of course. No, it happens. Holly That's Holm. what he does. Oh, Holly Holm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's not based on, you know, merit and all that stuff. This is uh, I mean, Holly Holm's a name. That's it. She, no, she Holly Holm, he he thinks he's on Jeopardy now. He <laughs> he was he's happy now that he remembered it. Holly Holm. Holly he Holm. said it like with just total <laughs> like really just Holly Holm. Like he wants to know uh, yeah, uh, uh, the question for a hundred man Holly Holm. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, no, I just She's she she's the girl that knocked out Ronda Rousey. She's always gonna have that, and exactly. she's always gonna you know it, w- the uh, Aljo. So who, if they make that fight, the Aljo Cejudo fight, come on, that's Matt, a much that more would, what a great fight. That'd be an incredible fight, skill level wise too. I mean, that's significantly better than I don't know who Holly Holm's fighting, but I mean, skill level, cringe level, everything cringe level, would be off the They can both cringe. Everything would be off the charts. I tell you, I'm I'm championing for Aljo to get this fight. I, oh, no. to, I think it's the perfect fight. Absolutely. Yeah, and if the UFC was based on uh, it's the perfect the fight for level. both of them. Yeah. Well, if it was based on just, yeah. you know, most deserving by uh, quality of wins and stuff like that, then, you know, I think Aljo is undeniable at this point. But unfortunately, you know, it's not. Um, so who knows talking about? Who was it? Like Aldo? Anybody. Uh, I basically, think he said anybody but Aljo. Basically, he just wants a name. Much, I understand. Look, I yeah, get Cejudo's part, too. You know, he wants those big money fights. And, you know, if the UFC was paying him as he probably outrightly deserves, then he probably wouldn't have to ask for these right. fights. He could just fight the next deserving contender. But Well, they're, they're, they they factor in. You could tell a lot of these people, who once they get to that position, that they factor in, you know, highest pay potential. Of course. Factored in with lowest risk potential, and that's not. There's, I mean, so that's so that's the the logical, rational thing to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this scenario, you know, Aljo, everyone in that division knows that Aljo's a problem. That, uh, absolutely, and I, I think um, Aljo was talking about it too. Like, it really would make sense to have him on that, you know, Brooklyn card. Right now, they don't have anyone. Like New York represent, you know, and Aljo Cejudo, that'd be, I that'd think, be amazing. That'd be beautiful. I was thinking this, that would be the perfect. Well, card like I remember that Al uh, Al Khabib card, you know, when the day before it was uh, who was it, Khabib Holloway, right? And um, you know, people were super excited about that fight, but when Al jumped in, yeah, I remember yeah. the New Yorkers well, lost yeah, their incredible. mind. The, the, they get, I mean, I'm, I don't know what it. the ticket sales were like, but I'm sure that last night it kind of surged just because of no, that too, because down. the New Yorkers just came all in. 
um, for Allen. I think it'd be similar for Aljo. You know, Aljo represents the state well, and I, I think he got that fight. That I mean, we would pack the house. So we're we almost got into a fight at that uh, Allen Khabib, me and Manny. We were uh, like in front and back of all these Khabib fans, oh. and they all had the wigs. Oh, the wigs! And we just were like, oh, look, you know, they're in New York. They have to understand. Yeah, they gotta understand. So, so. I'd like, you know, be careful. They called their headdresser wig. <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not touching that. But I respect had, those. Uh, they all had the wigs those on. Those Right. Head, head pieces that you put yeah, on. I respect it too, but I always back all boys. Yeah, of course. So, Without a doubt. So that, I'm fighting. surprised you didn't knock some of those wigs off of them. Well, that's what led to the fight. <laughs> How do you think we almost got he to really, the fight? At one point, he thought he was, with, he was back at the bull moose party. Right. Take that head wow, piece off. Wow, it's impressive that you even know that. Wow, is it? Bull, bull, what's the bull moose party? I have no idea. No, I have no idea. See, that's right. Oh, shit. Briggs, that's what I'm Briggs says, what's your top three books? My resolutions was to read more. Manimal, top three books. Wow. Good top three books. Uh, okay. Well, I would go with um, The Elder Edas. The, it's a book of Viking mm-hmm. stories. So The Elder Edda. Then I love the Epic of Gilgamesh. I know it's old, but it's it's everything in life. It's the precursor there. to everything in life is in the Epic pre, of Gilgamesh. The precursor to Noah's Ark story. Yes, Utnapishtim is the precursor yep. to Noah's Ark. There was probably an event that was a touch point for all the people in the Mesopotamian well, area. Well, because that area flooded, uh, so they thought to them that was the world. So they did think the world that area flooded. did flood. Yeah. yeah. So the world, your <laughs> world, flooded. They thought the world because they didn't know that there was a lot more to it. But they don't have to. They didn't have to it for their matter. stories. Their but that was the precursor for the Noah's Ark. And that's story. why Gilgamesh never will get a movie. Right. Because he invalidates the Bible, so he'll never get a movie. Unfortunately, Gilgamesh. So uh, you're, the movie's in my own head. So Gilgamesh, I would do the Elder. Well, that was three. And the, oh, that was two. Know, All right, no, okay, that was, that was one more. Two. And then, um, I mean, I love the classics. You know, I just I've always been a fan of the classics, but it'd be a hard toss up between the Iliad. Finn? No, it'd be a hard toss up between the Iliad, the Odyssey, and um, and Beowulf. Oh wow! The, for those three, I mean, those are the classics. And you're really about it. Who well, goes like, the classics? Animal. You're just Steve Lee. Right. What do you got? In history, um, I'm, you know, I'm not as uh, much of an avid reader as Manimal. I would say the last three books I read that I thought had any impact were uh, I like I really like Mike Tyson's autobiography. Um, that was really cool, just hearing his whole story and his perspective on you know these life events you hear about. Um, I read this book recently. Uh, I like a lot of sports psychology books. There's like two I'm um, reading right now from this author, Jim Aframo. He writes... Um, Champions Mind? Yeah, Champions Mind, uh, Champions Come Back. Those were two of his most recent Who's quoted books. in that book, Steve Lee? Um, George St. Pierre. And the guy you're sitting right across. Steve Maraboli, too. The most quoted I took man a picture, actually. No, that's crazy. I took he's a picture, sent it to him. No, he's uh, quoted in that book as well. You're right. He really what is. What was the quote? Um, oh my goodness! This was a so while Steve, ago. Steve, am I delusional oh, oh, when I tell know. you? Oh, I, thought, I thought that was a layup. This is but, <laughs> wait, Maraboli, am I delusional I know, when, when I, I tell hear you? That book, so many people send me those pictures. So uh, but am I delusional when I tell you that in the whole universe, you're the most quoted man? The whole uh, universe. We don't know. Universe. We don't know what's out there. Well, I'm letting we don't know. know what's out there, but I'm well, again. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the podium. You're on the. Po- sure. I like that. There I'm on the podium. I'm telling you, out of human, you're the most quoted. I'm the. I'm. I'm the youngest. To to be quoted so much in go. such a short amount of time. But uh, yeah, I would say those are my three most yeah. recent uh, book recommendations. Awesome. Um, what was the three again? Uh, Mike Tyson's autobiography, and I would say those two books by Jim Aframo. One's about more sp- sports psychology and uh, playing sports, and the other's more from recovering from injuries and um, 
uh, the mentality in terms of that. Ray? Wow, Jim Afromo. Yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, I do read occasionally too, yes. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I'm very impressed. Thank you. <laughs> Anything? <laughs> Ray, Ray any books? books? Any books? I just, I'll tell you, the last one I wrote, which was, which was a great book, for anybody, but uh, Right of a Lifetime by uh, Bob um, Seiger, I think his name is, the guy that heads up uh, Disney. Oh, wow. What a great, great read. Long Island kid. Oh, wow. Started from like What's really that about? nothing. It was just like his was own. his rise up to the head of the biggest freaking, you know, Disney owns yeah, everything. Yeah, of course. Bob Iger. You know, and just oh. all his dealings with uh, Stephen Jobs and the buying pixels and then Rupert Murdoch, Mur uh, what's his name, Murdoch, you know, buying uh, BBC or whatever the hell he was mm. running. I do it just crazy how he started in like the basement of ABC in his days with Lou Knowledge, who headed up ABC Sports at a time when ABC Sports was the biggest thing around. So that, that was the last one I read and all those other books. Uh, I don't know if, uh, I, I tell you, a good book I, I like... Um, I can't, man, I'm throwing a blank. Uh, what the hell was it? By Lewis Howes. I can't think of... Uh, oh, he, he writes a, a, about... Um, what's, what's the name of that book? It was a really... It was a good book for people that... Uh, you know, like a self-help book. Yeah, yeah. He, it was good. He's and about, he was an he's about strength. Who, yeah, yeah. He's about strength and, okay. and embracing uh, your emotions and be, yeah, still well, being strong. You know, still being strong. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, he, I but, remember... But, the but, reason I remember Lewis Howes is that um, he was one of these guys who years ago I was interacting with. And I'm, I'm looking for the name of his book. Yeah, because I think it's the name of his podcast. The School, School of Greatness. Yeah, School of Greatness. A really good book if you want to read something. Because just even the stories in there of people that made it from humble beginnings. And yeah, just and about he's a hustle. genuine dude. I think well, which it is seems what, like, you know, yeah, it which wasn't... Which is what's, what's refreshing in, in that, uh, yeah. in that I, genre. I, and I always like stuff like that. And the other one uh, that I like is The Mindful Athlete. By um, wait, that sounds really familiar. Well, it was good. I think it's another uh, probably what's going to happen in the next ten years that meditation and mindfulness will take over. Well, once the people start realizing, <clears throat> like we were talking about training techniques and yeah. stuff like that, once people realize like what's uh, um, the connection between your mind and your body, and mm. and and that that idea of that egocentric paradigm. When I was training here the other day, I was I was drilling something in my head and. Chris Weidman was like, "Hey, bud, you all right?" And I was, I was, I was, oh, yeah, and I was showed really, you, yeah, and yeah. I said, "Ray, I can't tell you." And I was showing this, yeah, yeah. this new, like, adjusted way of how to, uh, to adjust myself when someone's when I have them in half guard mm -hmm. or they're in take side control, a different way that's more effective and efficient for me to create the space than having to move them. Mm -hmm. Simple adjustments, and I was drilling it, and Chris Weidman was watching me do this to this imaginary person that yeah. was on top of me, um, and I can't tell you how many times I used it just yesterday. And it just felt natural. Yeah, and, and I was able doubt. to focus no, on myself. And mm. it doesn't matter who's there. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you weigh. If I can create this little space myself, that's what I'm going to do. And and uh, and so yeah, when and, as they get that mind body connection, and understand that better. I think it's going to be a big world. deal. Um, and the and the if you really want to read a good book, uh, Lone Survivor. <clears throat> I know oh, they made yeah, a movie, yeah. but the book was was I like, absolutely I actually never read as a book absolutely you know, book fantastic I, I like if you the wanna... david goggins book too actually he's got oh. a couple of good ones out there yeah. good ones 
Wow. But but Lone oh, Survivor Lone, Su- Lone Survivor. The I'm book not trying was to be phenomenal. a hater. I'm just not a oh, David wow. Goggins fan. Did I'm not trying read, to be a hater. But did you read the Logan Paul book? Oh, Logan wow. Paul is a book. No. But I'll tell you what. I saw he's looking to fight MMA, and I'll fucking fight him. His brother Dennis and. Fuck them. I'll go up two weight classes, three weight classes. You really shouldn't have mentioned Fuck that name. Guys. Holy shit. This is no, I just read it. I read... I'm, you just I'm, read his book. No, not his book. I read uh, online that he's looking to make his MMA debut. So... Fuck it. I'm telling you right now, Manimal. He's big. Well, I'm, he's a big piece of shit. I don't think that's what wow. you got to be worried about. <laughs> what? I'm trying to and, campaign for that fight. You, and, you, and so do you want to... Let me ask you something, Steve. Would you like to see me get 900 grand for a fight? Because I would like to that. see that. I would love that. Right, would you like to I, see I'd that? To see I'll give you 10%. Maybe 20%. I'd love, to, I'd love to see you make the 900. Yeah. I would love right. to see I don't think that's the question right. I'll give you 20%. Asking. Don't bribe um, me on the show. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. I'll tell you here. You heard I, me here first. You know I can't be bought 25%. Okay. <laughs> no problem. You know I can't be bought If we get that Logan, when we get that Logan Paul fight, all right? Let's get that big money fight. I, Fuck I think it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm generous. Shit, I'll, I'll throw the love and out. Good he's, luck he's with your books. <laughs> good luck with your books. We went from books to him fighting Logan Paul. How does that always happen? Well, you happen? brought it up. I don't know. You brought it up. I don't know about that. Logan Paul. Yeah, see, I think tonight I have Logan to say Paul you're guilty. You I don't know. No, no, no. Because you know, you know what it is. You know what you're doing. That's so you can't even claim ignorance. I think you've directed him. That being said, genius telling me it's my fault. I'm gonna say in Steve's defense, it's not like he expected. He knows exactly that, he what knows but that what went doing. that went so much faster south than I anticipated he doing. He knows what he's doing. Oh, okay. He so he might not have indicated that recognized the, the exact, speed at which you were exactly. going to go south, but he, he knew, knew what was, was going. going. Yeah. Well, now so, I'm sober. The weed wore off, yeah. so now I'm getting oh, fucking aggressive. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh, shit. Now <laughs> these guys could all catch it. And for me, uh, so jiu-jitsu I, world champion, you're talking. For me, I enough. definitely like uh, books that are about brainworks and conspiracies and that kind of stuff. I like I like reading stuff for for. For in general philosophy, like some of you fellas did, I love Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It's kind of like the rebirth of Stoicism, or actually like a a regaging of Stoicism from Marcus Aurelius. And then anything, uh, Michael Shermer, The Believing Brain, The Science of Good and Evil, there's some good stuff there. Mm. Uh, Sam Harris writes a great book on the illusion of free will. Uh, which yeah. is which is a great um, if, if you take the the theology out of it, mm-hmm. it's a great way to just understand uh, how your thoughts happen and, and somehow uh, gauge yourself and your behaviors into a more positive uh, place without arguing with your consciousness and trying to change something you don't need to change or that you have maybe hundreds of thousands of years of evolution against you. Uh, just find better behavior so you don't have to fight those battles. Um, and Brad Meltzer uh, wrote a book on, called Decoded, which was based on his uh, TV show, which just covers the top 10 conspiracy theories from JFK uh-huh. to UFOs to uh, Area 51 to that kind of stuff. Uh, so for me, so, I, I always enjoy that kind what's of historical. Your gu- what's the conspiracy theory you believe Ooh. in then? So what's one can your take guilty one, pleasure? What's one that you're theory. like, oh, if this was a conspiracy, I believe it. Like um, what's one thing that you believe? The the easy one, the the non guilty pleasure would be Kennedy assassination. Oh, wow. that, that yeah. But the, that's I mean, Congress said that it was a conspiracy, so yeah. they just did it years later. But but so for me, that's the non guilty one, and conspiracy in the sense that more people knew and more people were were about it. Uh, not necessarily more more gunmen, but Kennedy, yeah. But there was it was a bigger. It, it, there were so many wheels in motion that for one, it, it was just seemed bigger to me. Hmm. Um, and my, my guilty pleasure one is aliens. Awesome. 
Okay, so I have a problem with the term um, aliens. Dear. I think I told you this before. We're alien to this planet, probably. Probably. So I don't understand the term aliens. We're well, the, the lead, the leading, the leading uh, biological um, uh, biological scientists will tell you that chances are what they call uh, panspermia is how we got here. Yeah. So so we'd be the alien. So if you so right. nothing is alien. To this world, because we're alien to this world. The world is alien to this so you place just in the universe. You just don't like that term, but we know what yeah, we're talking right. about. But we know we're right. talking about like, right. other, talking other beings. About, yeah. okay. There's tons of other beings everywhere. All right, so what are we What, what did are we you ask me about? so you can argue with me? No, no, no. Just, just, <laughs> that, that's, where I, that's where I was going. I just believe there's tons of other beings. Every, you know, out I, there. I think that there's... there's so where mine goes a little deeper where I'm not sure of where they are. I'm hmm. I'm more concerned with when they are. Mm. I think that we have a, a time space confusion oh. more than we have a distance confusion. I love this episode already, by the mm. way. So I think oh, I think that I, I think that things being cyclical and again going behaviorally with with ideas and concepts like cargo cults and mm -hmm. stuff. Like that's something we can gauge now. People that we can see now. This is how they behaved when they saw something that they didn't understand that brought them food, that built things. They worshipped it and called it gods and did all these things to pray so that those gods will come back. But we knew they were just soldiers going to a war mm -hmm. and needing their land. How often did that happen? And how often were we just confused by who and when versus what? Yeah. And so for me, so that's... Like the ancient alien. Theory. Uh, and that ancient astronaut theory, I could be, but I, I'm I'm looking at it a little bit differently in the sense of of I think that we misdiagnose what we're seeing, what um, humans can do. Mm. So like the oldest, the oldest, you take the Sumerian culture, um, the southern Iraq today, mm. but Sumerian culture, which is the oldest culture that we know about. We know now there are older cities. We know all that stuff, but the oldest culture we know about is about six thousand years old. So they had. A library, they had two separate things. They had their theology, they had their religion, and they had their science. In their science, in their clay tablets, they had a clear depiction of the universe, of mm -hmm. our solar system that included Pluto. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. We didn't find Pluto till 1929. They had it 6,000 years ago. I know Joe Rogan actually brings that up so all the time, it's too. It's crazy. So how did they have it? If, if we assume they didn't That's have... Really cool. Microscopes. We didn't have the technology till 1929. They had it 6,000 years ago. Give yeah. some credit, though. And and so so somehow we God. have to recognize oh. that that somewhere that's cyclical as well. Mm -hmm. And so for me, my alien theory get, get, theory gets caught up with the difference in, in in how cyclical humans are, and at the same time, our complete misunderstanding of how time and space actually work. That's really cool. I, I oh. think about something in history a lot. So, as a historian, I'm endlessly frustrated by, frustrated by evidence. You say these cultures don't have advanced technology. But if in 500 years you picked up my cell phone, sure. you couldn't charge it. You would look at this piece of plastic and you'd be like, look at these mirrors. These guys were so vain. Mm -hmm. This culture was so vain. You would, you would make assumptions about our culture based on evidence you found that you have no idea. What we just, we what we just realized about their clay tablets. And be like, would what you? we just realized about their clay tablets, again, bringing it 6,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, we kept finding these, these clay jars when we'd dig this up and mm -hmm. we'd see it. 
and the clay jars were also, they were always pretty big, you know, like four feet, three feet, big jars. And they always had like this line in them. Okay. They're like, we don't know what they kept in there. Probably grapes, probably, but this is Mesopotamia. Mm -hmm. Did you have grapes in them? But anyways, there was always that in there and there was always copper in there. And like, what the hell are they doing? So eventually they figured out that they were filled halfway with acid mm -hmm. and with copper, what we call a battery. Yeah. 6,000 wow. years ago, they had electricity. Yeah. <laughs> so let me. Uh, and so we are just realizing now that, that, they, that mm -hmm. they had electricity 6,000 years ago wow. and that they were running it this way. And again, we don't know how, so we can just say aliens. Yeah. But the truth is that there's something there that sparks us, and this well, is cyclical. The reason I love mythology also is because a lot of mythology tells us secret technological um, treaties okay. that are hard to interpret unless you know what you're looking for. Okay. The story of Thor, right? The God of Thunder mm -hmm. so tells us how we can harness the power of lightning. Mm -hmm. Thor has a couple instruments. He has two metal gauntlets okay. of different metals. So what are you doing here? Copper and zinc make a battery when he hold, he needs those to hold Thor's hammer to channel so, electricity. So he's trying to explain how to make yeah, a closed yeah. circuit. He wields his hammer usually two-handed in mm -hmm. mythology, right? So he's making a closed circuit. He wears a metal belt. So they're trying to tell you something about the ability of metals to conduct electricity and the ability to close a circuit. But if you don't know what you're looking for, it's just a clever story about the God exactly. of Thunder. Exactly, no. That is very but interesting. But it's a very advanced story about how to make an electrical circuit. So a lot oh, of times really in mythology cool. will lose it explains a lot something, of that. But yeah. And Steve, if you want to after about like um, a little alien stuff, uh, there's a lot of stuff from Norse mythology that corresponds to things in the cosmos. Well, uh, endlessly, endlessly, that's aliens and and interactions between aliens and humans is 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 literally <clears throat> the genesis of the Bible. Genesis six is is that the humans were made by half alien, half God. The same with then your Jesus, your Zeus, your all these are half alien, half God. So it it's just how that that always goes on. But for me, those are the things that are interesting, and that's the stuff that I'll read on occasion. But but uh, a lot of the conspiracy theories, when we were talking about perspective and time, as time goes by, you start realizing a lot of those theories were actually true, um, or at least pieces of them true. But the alien thing is something we won't we won't know because you have those theories of like t time travel. Yeah, like how do can we, you really do we uh... know that time travel never we never figure it out because mm -hmm. no one's come back, so. We assume that means we never figure it out, but yeah. who knows? Maybe it's just something that you could always think about and talk about. You no. <laughs> think about it. You do all the time. Oh, God. If you have a really vivid memory, you almost time travel back into the past. If you could really but, relive but a memory. But that, even that, that's a flawed psychology because oh, you only have your memory of manimals now. You don't know my now. You don't know Steve's now. You don't know Ray's now. So even within that, you can only be stuck in that memory, which is, again, if only belongs to you, which someone next to you can completely disagree with. And we're assuming, again, this memory is concrete and right. that's actually how it happened and not, you know, something right. completely made up. And, and in that fictitious. sense, time travel might benefit yeah. someone like me who is always accused of having a tan, but this is just what color uh -huh. I am. This, <laughs> this is the time I want to live in. I don't want to go back to the 40s. <laughs> I want to be back in the 40s. It's fair. Steve no. Lee, you don't benefit don't from know. that either. This is the perfect time Yeah, this I is agree. the perfect time for us. I think we uh, just have Manimal, we know about your nickname. Mike wants to know, does Ray have a nickname? Does Steve Lee have a nickname? And do I have a nickname? Ray, do you have a nickname? The Godfather, I guess. The Godfather. I'd say, I'd say, that's, I'd say that's a good Godfather. one, right? No. It's not like he doesn't call himself Ray the Godfather, no. but I'd say most a people, lot of people around him that way. You will never hear me say that. No. Either. Raymond no. Peter Longo? 
Wow. That's I like that one. My real name. That is uh, his real name. <laughs> is that I know. your government name? John, I would say that's John preferred. Anik. Yes, RPL. to him that way. I'd, I'd say that the, the Godfather is more um, how people view him. That's fair, too. Wait, what about a nickname when you were younger, though? Man. I don't know. I'm drawing you have a, a blank. Nickname? I'm drawing a blank. Steve? Nickname? No, not a nickname. No, not really. I don't have a nickname. You guys are all. missing out. Yeah, it's good to have an yeah. alter ego. A lot an of people ego. in this gym have a nickname. Yeah, it's important to have an alter ego. I yeah. don't know about that, but all right. <laughs> and a battlefield nickname is always fun. Jesus, yeah. a, <laughs> a nickname you get. Um, yeah, no, I get you. I, I understand. <laughs> Did you any any big fights you're looking forward to this upcoming years? Uh, Jack wants to know who do you think will keep their belts throughout yeah. 2020. Who will keep their belts? Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, that's, a good that's, a, that's a long list. I mean, that's a big list. I mean, um. Well, I'll tell you who I think is going to change. Oh, let's hear I'd it. like to think. I think Max Holloway is going to regain the forty-five pound strap. That's what I think. I would hope. Holloway. I look. I'm a huge. Ho- so. No one's a bigger Holloway fan than me. But uh, that's a tough one, man. Oh no, that was a tough fight. But I think if Holloway takes a little time, I think he can readdress. I'd like yeah, to see it's very possible. Rematch. Yeah, I'd like to see Holloway regain the title. Uh, who else do we got? Um, I mean, one thirty-five, obviously Cejudo. I don't, I don't think he's gonna hold I on to that like belt to see much Aljo longer. Aljo have the title. Aljo. I yeah. mean, there's just a lot of killers at one thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that title could change hands a few times. One fifty-five. I would think. Look, Khabib's got two hard fights at one fifty-five. I think that it could go either way, and that's Tony and Gaethje. Um, Ferguson could be his foil. Ferguson could be his foil. Ferguson I think, could be his foil. I, I, I think just as that. easily Gaethje could too. So those two, I think. Um. You know, Khabib, obviously, he's the one that most people would pick to stay as champion. But I, look, I think he's got two hard fights ahead of him. Why, why, I would think Jones is the guy they're going to pick to stay That's champion. true, too. I think Jones, There's no one really safe. at light heavyweight. Right. Um, I think Jones Dominic stays Reyes champion. Yeah. I mean, Dominic uh, Reyes is the next fight, right? For uh, Jones. What do you think of the Dominic Reyes fight? Uh, you just prepared for a fight against Reyes. What do you... I mean, I think Jones just... He's got... Like, again, it comes down to... He's just got so many ways to win, and he I'm assuming he will put that guy on his back if he had to, and that would be a disaster. That's interesting. I mean, I like um, Ray, uh, Reyes. Uh, I don't want to say I like his chances against Jones, but um, I don't know. I finally, I don't know. I'm starting to think it's starting to get to that point where Jones is, um, I don't want to say slowing down, but he's not fighting with that same... I don't know. I don't want to say intensity almost. I feel what you're saying, I, I know, But yeah. I don't think anybody's even remotely pressing him. That's the No, that's problem. true, too. Uh, but I, I'm hoping I that Reyes is revealed. I mean, Reyes has reached. And he's, got, uh, he's young, which is what I like. Does um, Jones only find danger if he looks for it himself? Like if he goes and seeks a fight against Steep A or something like that? Is it, well, it seems he like he just find... fights to the level of his competition. When, the, mm-hmm. when he's fighting a dangerous guy, he you right. know, puts him away. And then when he's fighting a guy like... Um, I don't want to say Tiago Santos isn't dangerous, but he's on one leg, right? And then he's just kind of carrying him almost. It is strange to watch. Um, but look, that could be for different his, reasons. Yeah, he yeah. just doesn't. He did enough to win enough. Exactly. So he might be the only the only one who who you would consider remotely safe this year. I think he, he seems safe. Like, yeah, I think he seems safe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Adesanya at 85. What do you think? Oh man, he's got some killers ahead of him. I don't know if they made Who's that Yoel fight. Yeah, that, that, oh. that, 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 that's a fight I'd want to that's, see. I, I mean, see and then fight. if he beats just, Yoel, then he's got what? Paulo Costa. Costa. Oh my God, that's he fight two King Brazilian Kong and then super, Godzilla. He fight oh, Brazilian man. supermodels over here. Seriously, no, that's gonna be insane. Uh, he's cl- man, he's those are two tough some, fights. Uh, some Romero's good fights fight. for 2020. Oh, some great fights. And I think Romero is in the category for me of 
Romero is one of the best guys that's never held a title. Oh, absolutely. I would put Kenny Florian up there too, personally, I on my too, list. I would have yeah. put him in. That's um, but Florian, no, so. Yo Romero is just a freak of a human being. Like, you, you know, just he... see the things he does. It's oh, terrifying. At 40. At 40, allegedly. I don't know what he... Allegedly. Like, hey, he's got one of those... I mean... You look, think the Cubans lie about their age? Is that what you're trying to say? It's happened, it's historically. Happened, yeah. Um, He's just saying it's happened. It's happened. Like, it's I'm not happened. saying he is. We discussed this already. This yeah. is- <laughs> With uh, Luis Ortiz, right? Manimal. Do we see a Manimal fight in 2020? God's willing. Because when I fight in 2020, what? that'll be so, yes. three decades. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to. This, this is interesting. Wait, go ahead. Com- complete When this. I fight in 2020, that'll be three separate decades I fought in. So I really would like to fight in. Yes. There's not a lot of fights, yes. right? Even though it's not a lot of fights, Ray, it's something meaningful to me. <laughs> well, you could only do it if it wasn't a lot of fights. That's the point. <laughs> Thanks to God. Yeah, it, this is the way it had to happen to make that happen that way. I say you're I going, been... I'm going to say you got a shot of four decades. Okay, that's, that's what Joe hard. said. That's what I my manager said. Joe is He Joe said knows. After the, if we fight in 2020, we stop. For another ten years, yeah, exactly, and then we come back again. Like we, I'll be fresh. We embalm you, and then we bring you yeah, back at I'll be fr- forty-eight. No, I'll you could do no, this. I'll go on drugs during that ten years. Yeah, you put me on TLT yeah, then, because yeah. if I don't get drug tested, yeah, you have to do. Put that. me on some shit. And then when I'm ready to fight, you we'll don't take need me. A, you don't need anything. No. I feel great. Oh no, we can tell. It's not about winning or losing. It's just about fighting in the four decades. You that's don't have not, to go on anything. Yeah, you got a you good. Know? You got a good regimen. <laughs> don't start pushing TRT. You just started an online program. Oh, that's true. I'm fucking clean as shit. Yeah, my online. Well, you program, just said I you want to go on something for the I next wait. ten years. After, after 10 years. After. So he's saying well, one. No, that 10 years is now, though. Oh, that's yeah. the that's a, <laughs> no, it's not yet because I still yeah. have to pass a drug test, right? Not yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, so, I never So have. hopefully at 2020. Uh, but for He's going past the hat trick. I say he goes for four decades. Yeah, he goes. He gets a hundred percent. Oh, that's oh exciting. God. That'd be great. Man, I told Manny the other day, I was like, we might have to fight when I'm like 80 and just bring the respirator. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Bring the respirator. Bring, listen, the way that, bring the defibrillator. The way that the, that the fight organizations paid or, or, or didn't pay their fighters, 10 years from now, you are going to have a, another generation of of older fighters who are looking to do for another payday, like Tito or... Ortiz was doing. Yeah, and stuff no, like that. You're going to be looking at another yeah. generation of people like that. And you may, you may find somebody who's willing to. Oh yeah. That'd be, that'd be great. Logan Paul. Maybe, maybe in Logan 10 years, Paul, in 10, years. Years. Oh, 10 years, he'll still be 20 years. Maybe that's Logan Paul strategy. He's going to wait. He's really waiting. Yeah. He knows yet. He saw your impressive garden win. Can I talk about some history of old fighters? Uh, in history, fighting old is actually very common. I was telling Steve about this. I was like, can I just talk a little bit? Can I take three historical figures? Sure. Why not? Why not? Why not? Quick, We're quick. I'll do it quick. Half in. We're already three hours in. We're already yeah. three hours in. Julius Caesar doesn't fight in Gaul till he's 42. Right? He doesn't even go there till he's 42. All right. And remember, these guys fought on the front line. Generals back in the day fought on the front line. Sure. And there's a few instances uh, in the history. Well, you're talking about war. War. Well, it's fighting. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about well, historical well, fighting. Well, we, but they I thought, a, was there any going to be any combat oh, sports? That's what, I, that's what I was well, if I was going to do fighting old for modern era, I would yeah. do like Randy Couture. Right. I would do like George Foreman. Okay. Well, let's stick to the that's modern era. That's what I, that's what I thought we were talking about. We can. Let's stick to the modern era. Herschel Walker. I would pick those guys. Herschel Walker. 
Yeah, he did good in his. <laughs> he's a physical freak. A physical yeah. specimen. Yeah, he really 50. is. I freak. mean, come on, right? Who's more of a? Freak no, no, no. Man? He's good. I see him. I mean, I think well. That's back it. Oh, yeah. Two more old ones. Leonidas fights at sixty-one right, at the we, Battle I of Thermopylae. I thought we stopped you from that. No, no, no. He, he, we're never going to go quickly. He went, What's the last one? What's the third one? Caesar. Ragnar Lothbrok fights at seventy-six when he gets captured. Ragnar Leibowitz. Ragnar Lothbrok fights at seventy-six. Okay, that's enough for me. So I did three for the Mata and three for the Pass. Going with George Foreman, George yeah, that's Foreman, Randy saying. Couture, and uh, and Herschel Walker. I like those guys for being in great shape, older. Yeah, that's true. You know, in no, fantastic right. shape, really. And Herschel Walker, that guy, wasn't he doing like a thousand pull-ups a day? That's, yeah, I mean, he looks like it. A thousand push-ups, a thousand sit-ups, yeah. A thousand push-ups, a thousand sit-ups. Look, some guys are just like about that life. A thousand cc's of. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. swears he's natural. They can take it. Well, I'll tell you, Randy Couture, hundred percent was it. Oh no, Randy Couture. Yeah, that was no, his I'm nickname. The natural. The natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, unnatural. The unnatural. Naturally unnatural. I mean, look to be look to be fair to Randy Couture because I'm a huge fan. I'm sure like half the guys he fought more, were too more. back then. Yeah, I if that more. so. Yeah, because TRT was legal too. All of it was nice, you know. Oh, you know, Randy Couture is a good one to bring up too for the the marital problem thing. I had seen an interview with him, and he said that he was going through like a divorce with his wife before oh. the first Chuck Liddell fight. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And he was like, you know, when I came out for the first Chuck Liddell fight, the one he won, he you he was happy, and he's like showing to the crowd. And when he came out for the second one, his hood was up. He was like, I just couldn't even face. I couldn't deal with myself. Yeah, he said he had a lot of personal myself. issues. He was like, I couldn't face the crowd. He was like, no wonder I lost that fight. You know, I mean, that's how it looked to him. He's like, he held so much stress. He's like, I couldn't even. And forget about how the fight went. He couldn't enjoy any part of it. Like, let's say you lose the fight. Okay. But there's the whole experience to have. He couldn't enjoy any piece of it. So having the marital problem, not just messed up the fight, but messed up the whole experience. So that can be a, an issue when you're having problems yeah, in your relationship. Tough. It just makes you not able to deal with yourself, and then you can't deal with anyone else. And it's tough. Then you're a fighter in front of 20,000 people, and you can't even face yourself. It, it's, it puts them in a difficult spot. So I thought that was interesting. It definitely is. Folks, you can support our show <laughs> through onit.com slash MMA Beyond. That's onit.com slash MMA Beyond. Uh, please leave us a five-star rating where you, whatever platform you're listening. Helps people find our show as we lean into 2020. Uh, we're going to keep bringing you great shows. Thank you so much for messages. Thank you for the people who send in uh, uh, comments. Thank you for the people who come at the gym and say that they listen. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Ray, you could you could find Ray at Ray Longo MMA on social media. You could also hear him on the Anakin Florian podcast every Monday. Uh, check out the Anakin Florian podcast. Also, you can hear him occasionally on UFC Unfiltered, but listen to it anyway. Subscribe to those shows. Steve Lee, how can they find you? Uh, Instagram at Steven Lee. Follow the gym too at Law underscore MMA. Um, yeah, those Law are underscore MMA. MMA. Steve That's it. Lee That's the place to go. taking over. And uh, that social media and, and, and great things coming uh, from Law MMA. You can also ch visit Longo and Weidman or LawMMA.com. Uh, Manimal, how can they find you and your training program, sir? Uh, just go to ManimalTrainingCamp.com. Oh, I forgot one thing, Ray. Can I just shout out? I cornered a uh, girl, Bas uh, Bastari Kikaj, uh, yesterday. She awesome. did great what in her fight at Reality Fighting. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I no just I, I no, totally should have gave her a shout out. No, what's her name again? You just did. Uh, Bastari Kikaj. No, bless you. <laughs> He's one of those guys. He <laughs> loves it. He loves his own <laughs> He did. He fell for it. He's yeah. horrible. He he That's the worst it's part. It's like he said what you again. did to him. I know where it's going. I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gimme. All you right. Can, all right. This little habit he picked up on the quiz shows. 
All right. Well, Manuel, and it was good. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Everything went perfect. She fought a great fight. Uh, she she won a fight. Uh, great footwork. Good strikes. Did everything she had to do. Awesome. So, so uh, shout yeah. out to. Huh? Shout out. out. <laughs> oh my God. Are you setting me up again? <laughs> shout out to. <laughs> Come on. Fight again. The starry kikas. Oh, I'm delirious. The, oh the my female, God. the pride of Albanians. You know these Albanians are very close. Oh, they uh, together. Zuka was upset he couldn't go. Wow. Because she's Albanian. How upset was he? he was no, upset. Johnny. He was, he was so upset. Me. He was Jesus me. Christ. He was <laughs> This is absolutely ridiculous. Mm, All right, well, thank you for having me. Right, I gotta wake up before the on, on Instagram. Yeah, what? You had to get up. I now know, he's upset at us. I can't even fucking control myself. I can't even control myself. Oh, we know. This is the longest show we've ever done. This is horrible. This is horrible. I'm not really sure, Stephen. I think he cornered Craig Kuka. Wait, I have video though. Thank God for social media. Now I know. Is anyone gonna listen this deep? Is anyone? Is anyone listening anymore? Did you say you cornered Craig Kuka? He did say that. Yeah, I went. Oh I time traveled. <laughs> I time traveled. In. I cornered Ray Longo. He's, he's so unsure of himself. <laughs> he's happy that they have videos. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. Now. I'm so happy a video now I can exists. Actually, see it. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not lying. Look, see it. That's awesome, <laughs> folks. This is Evan May Beyond. We'll catch you next time.